You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by now. No, not it's now. not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking now, go on, think. No, is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? 101. 101 We've, fucking let's Dalmatians. Let's rebrand. We're at number one again. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinated dude, I, with flicks. I gotta say, I love our new photo. <laughs> I do too. Dude, it's great. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I really, the second we took it, I, I even turned to you, I said, the one with you is the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I uh, got home and I was messing with it and put the words up yeah. there, it looked like you were actually like proclaiming I was gonna say yeah, he, looks, he looks like the creepy preacher yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the idea so yeah your money that's I do right. love it and, and you it can was... send five ninety nine to me and I'll pray for you <laughs> I was joking the next remote viewing session yeah. I was joking with him I, I couldn't get the uh, and on our Facebook page me and Justin are both administrators but wouldn't let me change the picture and I was like this is frustrating because I deleted the old ones so now there's nothing there and I texted Justin I'll see see if it lets you do it and they let him do it right away I said see your mate your face is on the picture and then they've let you take in control now. <laughs> so justin is now that's right so in I, charge so the I next know, few so episodes are all wild cards and we're taking three weeks off yeah. <laughs> 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 no today we are doing and hopefully everyone enjoyed the uh the wild card 100 episode that was like 27 lines of audio in that sucker that's awesome uh so yeah it's gonna be fun uh, or it was fun if you yeah. hadn't checked it out. If you haven't checked it out yet, <laughs> I have not. Well, you're going to be amazed because, it's really cool. <laughs> and we have a lot of good random movies. I like anytime we talk about random movies that a lot of people aren't going to see in movies like the like Big Shots. Yes, dude. no one no one sees that type of shit, man. And I've wanted to get that on the fucking wild cards for a while, yeah. and I've just had so many that came before it. But that one, I, I love that movie. It's great. And Shattered. Shattered is another one, man, that not a lot of people know. That's a movie crazy. that. Every year I'll think about it for for yeah. five minutes and be like, God, I want to see that movie again. But <laughs> more and more, like, I get, get that DVD. You yeah. can't get it. It's, it's hard. Uh, I mean, you can get anything. You just got to pay for it. Speaking of DVDs, I'm going to go tomorrow and pick up Endgame. It's oh out. yeah, it's out yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I'll wait. You can get it online. You can get it at the store for like twenty five dollars, or you can get it on eBay for like eight. I've <laughs> I've waited long enough. I'll pay. I guess all I need is the DVD. <laughs> if I'll pay thirty two dollars, <laughs> well, if I'll pay thirty two dollars for Hotel Artemis, I'll pay twenty. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, at least uh, Hotel Artemis was a good movie. Yeah. The <laughs> scam that I kind of do is not really a scam, but it's uh, I wait for people to buy those. It's not uh, a scam for legal reasons. <laughs> no, no, no. It really isn't. It's it's people will buy those sets you know like you that yeah. has the two disc plus right the, the dvd, DVD and, yeah. combo and they only want the blu-ray right. so they will immediately drop that uh dvd on ebay and someone like paul will be there to snatch it what up. was yeah. what was that cd club back in the day the oyster uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> not cd not cd not cd club oh cd no cd oh cd compact oh, uh, columbia house columbia house oh, oh yeah paul, 
Oh, I went to town. Talk on about that thing. scams. Yeah. I think statute of <laughs> limitations <laughs> probably over on those. Crimes. I named. I had like. I didn't even try after a while. I was naming uh, accounts like by celebrities, and they were still yeah. Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. No, I had like Shawn Michaels, the wrestler. I had uh, Eddie Van Halen. I had Eddie Van Halen as one. How the fuck they let someone name Eddie Van Halen? Yeah. I get those. But then I found out later on that uh, they had all the rights to the printing and to the covers and everything like that, and. Uh, it only cost them seven cents per CD. So if they got yeah. one person yeah. to pay them, yeah. you would cover the accounts of. I'm like, sure that was of the, like I'm sure that was accounts. in their business model speech. Yeah. And a lot of people getting. How are we going to make money? Yeah, that's how. Here's I would do the it. beauty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and there were a lot of people that paid for that, and it was still a good deal. I think I paid every week, a couple of times. Every week they would do buy one at full price, get two free. So you were yeah. like, holy crap, that's because still a think good deal. about it. it. Unless you wanted to go to the lengths that you went through, like CDs were expensive, man. Oh yeah. I I would drop. I had some oh, lot of money. They were twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah, I had someone stealing my entire CD collection. I had like oh, hundred. So many. That's one hundred and fifty CDs. When you keep them in a book like that, yeah, that uh, was the problem. Yeah. Someone, my old Comes roommate, to a party and, and like boom. Yeah, yeah. Gone. no, I can I can confidently say that I've bought every Outcast album at least five times. And I still now to this day have digital. none. Yeah, I I, it's all vi- digital yeah, now. But digital I don't have now. a single have a physical backup, copy yeah. anymore. My DVDs, it's gone up. I did my list now, and it's uh, over sixteen hundred DVDs. So if you're gonna steal them from my house, you're gonna need a dolly. <laughs> so, if Paul passes away prepared. in an untimely death. I'm gonna inherit quite a collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, Christina's uh, not gonna give a shit about them. Leave them to my cats. You just gotta Hello. go Johnny Cash and just take it one piece <laughs> at a time. You know, you won't even notice. <laughs> All right, but we're going to go on an actor today that we're one of our favorite actors, probably, in my opinion, one of the ten best actors ever to act. Uh, Really amazing is the great... It's so... I had to literally knock off ten movies on this list or we would be sitting here talking about 30 movies. We could have done a two-parter for this, but I figured we could get it down. So I got it down to like 18 here, and that's the amazing Denzel Washington. Yes. Man, he's so good. So good. One of my favorites. He's won two Oscars. For what? Oh, that's my question to you. Is it A? No, wait, I'm still in <laughs> trivia he, mode. He but must, I, I would say... He's uh, won Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. I figure one has to be Glory. Philadelphia. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. And Glory. You are half right. It wasn't Glory, glory was it? It was Glory. It was Glory for Best Supporting oh, Actor. it was, and okay. Then, uh, that was one of the first things he was in, too. And then for... Best Actor? Best Actor. Was it American Gangster? Yeah. <laughs> Dave wants to go with that? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down the path of Justin. <laughs> he won. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> he holds the E.T. I guess that's E.T. True. is in the truck right now. We've been straight riding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is uh, training day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Training day was a big one uh, for him, and it was great. I think it was the same year that, uh, uh, what's her name, one for Monster? Not uh, Shall we? No, Monster's Ball. Uh, Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry. oh okay. Do you remember it was a big year for uh, for African American actors, and then they like uh, it was the same time he won Sidney Poitier was there, and he was looking super old. He I still think he's still alive. Even though, Mason, even though racism hanging. isn't alive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Heavy on the eye roll. <laughs> yeah. He is an actor that transcends. I bet there's people out there that even if they didn't like black people, they would love Denzel Washington. I don't know. At the time of Malcolm X, they thought they they contributed him just like straight. Like up he's a mainstream. X. Oh yeah, across the aisle. Actor. Absolutely, and it started right with Glory. People, when you can cry on camera as well as he can, 
and he does it a lot. And it's so subtle, it's so subtle that you don't think of it. But there is a shit ton of movies where he on camera, boom, gets angry or gets uh, the angry. Upset, I can see and it. Single tears the, roll down his face. Tea. Either way, he's 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 crying. I mean, there in that scene, the whipping scene in the oh, in Glory. Fuck, mm-hmm. I mean, that's when people are like, "Well, should we give him the Oscar now, or should we wait till the movie's done filming?" Yeah. Because, and he's also a actor that loves working with specific directors that he's branched off and we'll talk a lot about him here but there's there's three main directors when you think uh denzel washington that your mind should probably go and that is spike lee uh tony scott and ed zwick those are the, the three late, dudes the that he tony does scott. a lot of movies with uh because uh with Spike Lee, he did Malcolm X, and then he went on to do... Uh, Get your hand out of my pocket. What was the other one, the other Spike Lee movie? <laughs> I can't think of it. Oh, The Insider, which is not on the list. but. Uh, oh, with uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah. 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 Uh, which was great. Like I said, I'm, I've left a bunch of these off, and while we're going, if you think of another one that's not on this list, by means you can talk about Keep it. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> that was, that <laughs> well, was, I know Deja Vu is not on there. It's not on, because not, we talked about yeah, it, and that's yeah, yeah. why I, it wasn't on here. One of them that I would have loved to have on here, but I haven't seen it in forever, and it was just the list was getting too convoluted, was Heart Condition, with him and Bob Hoskins, where... Uh, Denzel dies at the beginning, and he turns into a ghost, and he follows Bob Hoskins around, very uh, similar to like Patrick see. Swayze as Ghost. Interesting. And, he's, and Bob Hoskins is a detective, so he's having him help him solve his murder and everything. But it was a comedy, and it was really funny. It was a comedy. Yeah, Heart Condition, man. That was before Glory. Huh. I mean, there were like wow. there was like three movies he did before Glory, and then Glory hit, and it was like, boom! You want to be the lead actor in yeah. every single movie from here on out? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> I'd like to see him do like a modern day comedy or something. He, well, my What's, man, the one thing he's doing right now, he's got one listing up for his uh, upcoming films, and it's the Coen Brothers, where he's playing uh, King Macbeth. To his Lady Macbeth is going to be uh, Francis McDermott. So him and Francis McDermott are going to be married, and you know how they're going to do that. It's not going to be like old school Macbeth. It's going to be like Scott. They're going to like run a hamburger, hamburger stand. Yeah, it'll be something like that. You know, with the Coen Brothers, it's going to be something random, like Macbeth's completely burgers. random. <laughs> yeah, like they want a pawn shop or something like that. And they listen to three hobos outside telling them who could be <laughs> So, I mean, it's Coen Brothers, it's Denzel, it's Francis McDermott. I'm in already, man. I love all that whole combination there. I can't so. believe they went with Francis McDermott. He doesn't do <laughs> any Brothers. sequels. I don't yeah. see a single sequel on this on this list whatsoever. Well, there is. He did The Equalizer Part 2. Oh, that's yep. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, his latest one, I guess you would call that. And we have The Equalizer uh, Part 1 the on here. was right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. he probably liked that character. I mean, yeah. it's a I pretty mean, it's a fun good character. vigilante. Any vigilante type things we can uh, get behind. So I say I got a list of 18 here. I say we pass it around. We, oh. We'll do a pass around. Do we it. don't have to do it in order. We'll we just say pick. the year, All and right. everyone will pick which uh, one they want to start with. Um, so this is one of my favorites, and it is 98's Fallen. Fallen, yeah. This one I uh, I haven't seen it forever, but I knew that you were such a fan of that you would end up picking it. Side. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Hobbs. Oh, it's so fucking awesome and creepy all at the same time. So we've got the great John Goodman yep. and Denzel Washington in this flick. So yeah. why don't you tell us kind of the gist of, of Fallen? Because I know what the the main kind of thing is because it was similar to a lot of other movies yeah, at that time. Yeah. Um, uh, most notably, The First Power, I yes. think it was done the best in, which is this is that thing where a 
supernatural element can jump from one person's body to another. The sh- shocker, the Wes yeah. Craven shocker was another great thing. And they always are great because it's always, you get to see multiple actors play the villain, mm-hmm. which was always very interesting to me. Was there a main villain in this movie before he started jumping? I assume so, there was, right? So what it, so what it was, was um, he catches a murderer uh, and like sends him to death row. He's the, a detective. Yeah, he's a detective. Um, and the murderer, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have yeah, the cast pulled up. up right now. Um, <clears throat> I'll pull him up because I, it's got to be somebody. They send him to the electric chair, basically. And <laughs> very similar to Shocker, man. Yeah, it's like straight um, up Shocker. But <laughs> didn't want to he, do it. it felt like, like I owed it to. <laughs> Denzel, Denzel plays Detective Hobbs, and um, like the the murderer would call him and like sing that song time is on my side you know or play it or something like that or whistle it like all of the above you know um and so when they when he's going to be put to death is it elias Codius? yes yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. he's yeah, yeah. Um, i saw him who was that? I was like, elias is uh you know him from uh at pupil and he played casey jones in the original wasn't he uh, okay. let, let me uh in no you're thinking of christopher maloney okay i always he looks just the, like yeah, christopher I always maloney. is that the guy from svu He's also yeah. in Handmaid's Tale right now, yeah. That's oh, Elias. that guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's really good. Um, and so what happens is is there's a Thin demon there's oh, a yeah, demon really named um, Azazel. Of course. And he like possesses people and he murders and like he's God, the, that's what they should have called the movie Azazel. Oh yeah, that would have been like good. like Azrael. Yeah, that's true. Or Ariel. Or Ariel. But then we're getting into Disney territory, <laughs> so but, uh, give it so, Disney and demons, it's all the same. So basically right before he's put to death. <laughs> what I say every time I go there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could put in here like a censor ship. No. <laughs> we here at Fascinated with Films love Disney <laughs> and don't want to misrepresent the Disney Corporation or any of their sponsors. Oh shit, I ain't fucking with Disney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got hitmen. I need a grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, give him a grant. <laughs> um, and so, right before he dies, basically, like you know, he touches somebody, mm-hmm. and the demon passes on. And so you kind of such a see great that. script thing where it why does it happen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a script, well, man. And he's just been doing this yeah. like for a, you know as long as he's been a fucking demon, you know. Um, and so Are we assuming that he's been in Elias for a, for somewhat of time for the amount of time that it's, he's been this serial killer. Yeah, yeah. But the the whole thing is how is, convenient, man. I know, right? See ya. The whole thing is though is like since now he wants to basically take over Denzel, and he's like playing this game, and so he keeps the murders going on, mm-hmm. you know, and like oh, there's this one scene where Denzel sees him pass from person to person, and like. You know, it's just he's one person, then he touches somebody, and the next, and the next, and the next, and it's just, oh, it's so cool. Um, and, like, what he learns is is that Azazel can survive outside the body for one breath. And so, yeah. One breath. Yeah, which is, like, you know, I, I think it's... How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> right. And I think it's supposed to be, like, a little about a minute, minute 15, something like that. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to give the ending away because it's no. Good. Don't give the ending away. Um, we got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's anyways, it's but. it's a badass movie. Like, go see it if you haven't seen it. It's worth your time. And Denzel was good. In it. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, how many times? I mean, we could just how many times he's actually played a cop or mm-hmm. played a gangster or played somebody a military guy in uniform. I mean, he is just he's really really good at that. Yeah, absolutely. He commands authority, you know, when mm-hmm. you look at him, and especially when he got older, too. How about you, Dave? What you got? In this mo- net movie, he was both a cop and a gangster. Oh. <laughs> Training day. 
training day. This Fuck. is one of his big dogs. One of his yeah. Oh, so good. I King mean, Kong ain't got, got shit on me. That's the title. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title right there with an asterisk yeah. right on the eye. And, and <laughs> you, you got an impression of him as soon as Ethan Hawke sat down in the restaurant yeah. and he yeah. starts talking and to this, him. You hadn't seen Denzel playing somebody like this before, so it was kind of a shock to the audience when we went yeah. in there to watch it. We were like, whoa. He's like, even just at that breakfast... You know yeah. the way he was talking to him and everything. Like, you were tell like, tell me oh. a story. He's like, what? And how like, he's you're not like, going to let me read my paper, so tell me a story. Yeah, yeah. you could tell that you, you don't interrupt him, or you're going <laughs> to indulge him if you have to. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll order breakfast. No, you fucked that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I what? mean, it really was. I think he was he was really testing. Uh, what's his name? Uh, to see if Ethan Hawke to see if he would fall in line, or if yeah. he, he would say "fuck you," I'm eating breakfast. Yeah. And if he said "fuck you," I'm eating breakfast, he might even have felt better about him because he yeah. may have gone along. My favorite with him. line is like, "You've been planning this all day, haven't you?" And he's yeah. like, "I've been planning this all week." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what he's doing is so he's basically he, he's he's, he's so a criminal. It starts he's out, a hardcore criminal. It starts out he he got in a beef with Russian mobsters out in Vegas and punched one in the face and killed him. So the movie starts out, he's got to he's got to raise a million dollars by the end of the week, yeah. Or they're gonna, or the Russians are gonna cap his ass, yeah. So basically, he wants to, he has a, a an informant that he's been using for a while. Scott, Scott Glenn. Glenn played it awesome. really great. Yeah. He was both of those guys. It's even the guys at the at the house. Oh yeah, like everybody in that movie. Just the guy like, from Con Air. He everybody was in that movie. That. Ev- yeah. You didn't know what they were gonna do or what they were gonna say, and like. They scared the shit out. Like that Scott Glenn, that story he told about the snail. Yeah. I still think of yeah. that story. Or the guy, uh, the the Mexicans, the guy oh, from uh, yeah. uh, the guy from uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Yep. Wasn't was, uh, wasn't Ice Cube one of the SWAT guys? No, no. I think Ice uh, Cube was in this. One of, yeah, there was a rapper yeah, yeah. that was Ice SWAT guy yeah. on on his team. Okay, might have been a really small. When they were in the, he had the shotgun when they were in the house. Huh. And uh, the guy that uh, Ice T. No, Ice, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. I don't think it's Ice Cube. I believe. Uh, I bet. Right. I bet it's someone like that. Oh, I bet it's, it's Doctor Dre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew it was an Ice Cube. That's yeah. a big role for Snoop's, Ice Cube's a big actor. Snoop's also in it. Yeah, yeah. He was in the wheelchair. Yeah, that's right. That's motherfucking it, crack. It was a great. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> oh yeah, when they he made when he made him smoke uh, crack in the car. Though, oh yeah, oh, yeah. No PCP. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you like to get wet, though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Not me. I don't hit that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He Every liked, scene was, was great. It could have been called the Puppet Master, really, because oh, he, he played the, he shit played out the of hell him. out of him. Yeah. You want to be a wolf? You want to be a sheep? Yeah. You, know? you want to change tires on the street like that, or do you want to take down the big boys? When, you know? he, when he brought him by the house of so the Mexican guys, because yeah. he knew he had to, he knew he wasn't going to fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they got him to play cards, and then he's like, Where's my partner? Yeah. And then you finally, you started realizing well, at the same time he did. that Denzel was, at some point you realized that Denzel, for a while there you thought, all right, he's going to do some shady shit and everything, but he'll probably still have Ethan Hawke back. He's not going to sell him down the river. No, for the first half of yeah. the movie, like, You until, thought he was training him, Yeah, really, for you know? the first half of the movie, I thought he was a fucking badass that was like, yeah, you know, this is what, yeah. I'll teach you the badass way. And yeah, you want to be like me? Yeah, like, exactly. This is how it's really done. Right. But you, you realize we that not only red tape. Yeah, and it wasn't a big stretch that he was stealing money and everything. But one of the point where he was like, "I will kill Scott Glenn. I will kill you. I yeah. don't care who I'll kill." Yeah, you know. Well, and you know that whole twist, you know, that happens that keeps him getting that saves him from in the tub. Oh yeah, you when know, he earlier had rescued oh, that yeah, guy's yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah that was like, really good. It was really well constructed. 
It was creepy too because remember they were pulling the shower curtain back and one dude's like, I want to watch, I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, that dude's fucking. Oh, oh that's guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Did you get your shit pushed in? Yeah, <laughs> I got my shit yeah. pushed in. He's awesome, oh, man. Fuck. I see him all the time in uh, younger movies and too. I think he's, he's he in the Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, he was definitely in the substitute. He was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Yeah. He was Tuco. Yeah. In, uh, Breaking Bad. He was nuts. But he's in been that a lot shit. of like uh, early, early. I think he was in The Rock and a lot of those. I think kind he's in of a military movie. Yeah, he got big in a lot of movies like that. But that. This was another uh, director that he had gone on to do a couple movies with because this was Anton Fuqua, who was really, really good in this movie, man. He, he really nailed this movie. He, his first movie, One False Move, was a really, really great movie that I haven't seen in forever with uh, Bill Paxton in it. And I'll have to revisit. It was really, really good. Here, hand me that list over it's there. It's not getting crossed off either. I yeah. think we broke protocol. <laughs> I have the pen, so let me. <laughs> what were you looking at here? Uh, training Day is gone. Fallen is gone. All, All right. right. I am going to pick. I watched a bunch of these this week, so I'll definitely take a couple of the ones that I know that you guys probably aren't as familiar with. And one of them was an absolutely phenomenal movie, and it was 1998's The Siege. Love this movie when it came out, man. We used to watch it all the time in my house, and we used to be hanging at my house all the time. Uh, this was also Ed Zwick, who directed Glory. He directed this, and then he went on to direct. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Casualties of War. So he's worked with this director several times, and he's a really, really great director. He also did Last Samurai, that movie with Tom Cruise. Uh, Edswick's uh, a big director. Uh, the Siege, and this was what was most interesting about this movie, is when you're watching it, it seems like a movie that would be put out right after 9-11, or six months after 9-11 maybe, not right after, because this is dealing with uh, sleeper cells and terrorists. You would fucking love this movie. Have I not uh, seen and, it? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's a question that, for you. That, that would be you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a YP, not an MP. <laughs> but I... Uh, I absolutely loved it, and it dealt with the three main stars in it were Denzel, Bruce Willis, Annette Bening, Mm. and uh, well, also Monk, uh, who was really, really great, Tony Shalhoub. This is one of the best things Tony Shalhoub's done, actually. No. Uh, Oh, yeah. Man who wasn't there. No, you you should watch this. He plays a Middle Eastern detective in this. Not Mm -hmm. only does he have to learn the language, he, uh, they end up taking the... The whole thing is surrounded about around this bus bomb that went off in the city. And then they realize, because of this bus bomb, that there's like 10 different sleeper cells around there. And Annette Benning is a CIA agent that's sleeping with one of her informants. And uh, and I'll spoil a little of this. This wasn't Don't do a that. huge if you're spoiler. a CIA agent, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what she had to do. She's like, that's what oh, I had, had to do to, to, to get okay. to him. You know, so don't give me shit about it. It's the honeypot. Don't give her yeah. shit about it, Dave. <laughs> She's just doing her duty for She's the country. Doing her thing. <laughs> uh, so what happens is the city starts. The, the city is not used to this stuff. That's why it was weird watching this right before 9-11 because mm-hmm. it, basically what this movie what was building to could have been like, uh, this was 98. This and uh, what was great is this was the time period where Bruce Willis started becoming that low-key badass. Like, Jackal was, like, the movie right before this. Then he did The Siege, and he kind of mm, kept sprawl. that. He kept that. <laughs> he knew he was going to come in, and he was he was not going to be on screen the whole time. Like, Bruce Willis is probably on screen in this movie 20 minutes, and it was a, one of the best scenes where the entire police force, and they actually have the, uh, the FBI, the CIA, and even some of the, uh, like, Secret Service are all at this huge meeting. And Denzel's breaking it down. This is what's happening. This is what's going down. And the people are Man, wanting to call. They're wanting it. to call for martial law. And Bruce Willis stands up and says, I implore you 
do not use this option. Don't use it. You will not believe what it's going to do. This is not uh, Afghanistan, and it will seem like Afghanistan. People are, you, you want military presence, but when you have everyone with uh, uh, AR-15s and everything out in the middle of the street, and he says it's going to be a whole different thing. So, oh, so several times he said, don't do it. You don't want to do Let me it. Yes, they didn't do oh, listen to him. They yeah. did it, man, and they shouldn't have fucking done it. Oh wow! <laughs> and there were tanks on the street. He, he did was he have, did he have his "I told you so" moment? They had uh, <laughs> Denzel had to go and uh, do his uh, almost do his own investigation because Bruce Willis was torturing people, straight up torturing him to the point where they arrested Bruce Willis at the end for doing it. I Damn. told you martial uh, law is a bitch. Yeah, yeah, right? Look what you made me do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy standoff at the end when they tried to arrest him, too, and his team was against his team, and they were, like, guns mm. drawn. It was Oof. crazy, man. But it came all the way down to this one guy that was with Annette Benning with the with that body bomb on him and wanting to, like, uh, set it off. So it was a great, great movie, but... One of my favorite scenes was Tony Shalhoub. They once they did the martial law, they just took every Middle Easterner in the uh, in the entire New York City, just put them in cages, similar to like uh, President Douchebag now, and uh, they didn't care. You know, it was like, oh, he's Lebanese. Nope, he looks Middle East. He looks like uh, a Muslim uh, Islam, uh, extremist to me, and they just threw him in the cage. Jesus. So Tony Shalhoub is like running through the cages, screaming for his son, and then. Him and Denzel Washington come face to face. He's like, "It's all right." He's like, "It's not all right." They got my seventeen-year-old son. They picked him up from fucking school. Yeah, and he just went off on Denzel. Man, it was a really, really fantastic movie wow. that I hadn't seen in a long time, and I'm glad hmm. I revisited. It was really good. The Siege. I'm gonna have to watch that. One. Yeah, check it out. You would yeah. definitely like There's it. And like I said, there was something about it watching it a nine nineteen ninety eight movie about stuff that we all became clear of in two thousand one was actually going on. Stuff that isn't streaming now. I noticed that I I have difficult time finding oh shit yeah that's why i collect all physical dvds because it's because of that there's so many movies i mean you can find a streaming like 50, service 50. for almost every single movie but no, you, you have to pot, you have to pay money for all these different platforms nah, I, you really can't because about 50 percent of the movies i plug into that like just watch are any, aren't anywhere not even listed wow that's weird and some of them are some of some of them are on they some of the free make, ones but they probably don't generate that much in streaming revenue and they probably figure that selling them Someone's 10,000 got the DVDs is better than yeah. getting X amount of money for streaming. Those services are just all about buying the rights to yeah. Universal and Paramount mm-hmm. and all those. And if it doesn't fall within that group or there's a lot of movies that are tied between two different uh, production companies that those are the ones that aren't being made on DVD or even definitely not streamed. So we'll see. It's going to be a lot uh, different now that... Uh, Disney's starting their own network. That's the kind of thing everyone's going to start their own network. Isn't Apple starting their own uh, network? Too? Yeah, Apple's doing one, but the Disney one's going to be huge because they they're going to run in line with the movies. Yeah. I wonder how so long ago unless, they had unless to you want to be out of the loop with the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. you have to have the service. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean that's it. the key. Showtime does that good. Yeah, Showtime comes up, does it well. I mean they're going to do. <laughs> so it's crazy. They come out with stuff. With, it's like if you this is the only place you can see right. this show yeah. you signed up for showtime only to drop it later on right yeah i did that with stars too the only current ones i'll never get rid of hbo because hbo is kind of very nostalgic with me we uh I Plus, always they, it. they pump up and they play out good shit yeah top notch but uh i have amazon i have amazon i have re- uh that's the one i miss I have amazon netflix hulu and hbo those are the four i, I would have an amazon have right now ones. but amazon doesn't stream well on satellite internet yeah. like i have mm-hmm there's some free ones Netflix like Crack, is the Crackle. Crackle is, is fine. Uh, is decent Crackle's on stuff. Roku. We have that. Yep. You got to for guys that love movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with this Disney thing, I will soon have Disney because when they come out with uh, 
with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. it's going to their storyline is going to cross over into the next movie. And if we don't haven't seen that, yeah. we won't know what the fuck is going on in the movie. The same thing with the Black Widows and the Eternals and all those things are going to start. Whatever will we do? Well, <laughs> I know what we're going to do. We're all going to drop our ten dollars for fucking uh, for Disney. I am going to think hard about that. Well, you Did could you hear? Just, um, you could just give each of us ten bucks. You and see, then we'll Regal's watch them and uh, give you back. <laughs> you see Regal's doing the unlimited movie thing? Now? I did see that. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't I'm, do that. I'm kind of waiting for somebody else to do it first. I was thinking yeah. about it. It's 18 bucks. You can't do the 18 tier here. Only the 21. You need to do the 21 because the 18 won't cover those two movies theaters. So, but think about it. Why wouldn't they have done this It's only $3 more, with? so it's not really a big deal. Like, this is an easy way to put MoviePass out of business. You, you can movie, s- Yeah, but that's... I mean, MoviePass is. If you go to business. two movies a month, it pays for itself. Yeah. And yeah. I go to, hopefully, four. At yeah. least two. They just have a uh, they just have a formula that says how yeah. many well, seats are empty, how many more we, can we put in. Because think about they'll... it, it doesn't cost any more to put one more person in there. Right. Yeah. Unless well, it's hopefully a, it's they'll out. fix what the... The business plan that didn't work for the movie pass kind of yeah. one. The the whole you have to be like within range to yeah, make you have to be within a hundred feet of the theater to be able to what? Uh, reserve it. You, yeah, I I want it to be able to work through Fandango. Apparently, they're going to have their own app, which is fine as long as I can reserve a movie uh, like days ahead of time because that's what I love doing. Yeah, with I Fandango. wonder. How, I wonder. <clears throat> I wonder how they're going to get around people reserving a seat and then not showing up. Well. I mean, there's still... Because you, you know, literally could... If you knew you couldn't go to a movie that was sold out... But if tw- you have enough people paying for that membership, you really don't care because they're still paying. You know, like if... That's but, why it's kind of... But as people you might be go, turning away cash customers yeah, at the door. Right. Because if they think the movie's going to be sold out and it's right. not. Yeah. I, when I want to go see the new Denzel movie, I want to oh, yeah. go see it. I guess we're, we're talking about something <laughs> else. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to wait till someone else does it first, and <laughs> then I'll pick their brain. There you go. All right, what do you got? So get, get um, on that, Justin. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> that, that's my... <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was alluding like to. Like this fucking angry bunny that's still <laughs> here angry staring bunny. at me. He keeps talking about this angry bunny. Dude, like I, don't it again. I don't even see him. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I might just... That might be my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one. That's so great. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's pissed off look on its face. I know. It's yeah. like, oh, it's a cute bunny. Oh, it's not a cute bunny. I'm going to take uh, a picture of those later. I'll check them on eBay for you. Yeah. All right. um, so th- this, one, <laughs> this one I haven't seen in a long time, but I still so remember I'm gonna it. going to pick it. Yeah, but I still remember it pretty well. Um, I saw it in the theater, and it was 93's Philadelphia with yeah. him and Tom Hanks. Dave remembers it. He just saw this, so oh, okay. Dave's got you. Jonathan Demi, one of Jonathan Demi's best movies, and it really was a lot different than most most of Jonathan Demi's movies. Uh, most people know uh, Jonathan Demi from Marriage of the Mob or Silence of the Lambs was another uh, huge one, but Philadelphia really got him noticed, and I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks won the Oscar for this. Denzel was nominated, but Tom Hanks is the one who won the Oscar. Uh-huh. I, remember, I remember his acceptance speech. Uh, and this was a great Demi movie. Who he used a lot of his other character actors. He used Roger Corman in it. Didn't Springsteen oh, really? win a Grammy? Yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Two. Well, this song was all over the place. On the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Streets of Philadelphia. 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 Yeah. yeah. I guess that would be a different movie. <laughs> 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 this doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> in the streets of Los Angeles. There was some serious uh, <laughs> cops killed in Philadelphia yesterday. Uh, they weren't killed. No, killed. Shot. Sorry. Shot like six of them shot. Yeah, what? six of them yeah. serving a warrant. Yep, serving a warrant. Damn, that's the most thing you got to worry about. I think when you're pulling somebody over or anything, they Flashback. have a warrant on them. 
people don't want to go to jail, believe yeah. it or not. Flashback to training day. That's an awesome scene with Macy Gray when they go to execute. Oh, Macy oh, Gray. I, I, forgot about like, I want to see that warrant. Yeah. I want to see that warrant. Uh, she was like made for that Smoke role. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Philadelphia. Tell yeah, us sorry. a little about Philadelphia. Um, so, Huge movie at this time. Too. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, really in 93, kind of social statement. Yeah, and in 93, let's see. So I was like 12, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and it was a big statement. Like, yeah. it was, you know... It, Needed like, to be told. People. I mean, were, HIV was still in the scary phase. I remember... I remember one of my girlfriends cheated on me, and I went and took an yeah. HIV test, and it took a week to yeah. get the results back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and that was kind of the thing was like it educated a lot of people promoting confused, awareness man. and empathy, and you know what I mean. Like you can touch somebody with AIDS, and you're not going to get it. Yeah. You know? And that was a big thing in this. Remember, almost when uh, when they introduced themselves, and Denzel kind of looked down at his hand after he uh, shook his hand. Yeah. And he had to like gradually overcome it, not to the not to a huge point, but the end, he did put his hand on his back and everything, mm-hmm. which was a huge step step for the Denzel. Wasn't character. Antonio Banderas Tom Hanks's lover? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yep. was. Yeah. 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 That I would have lost a trivia question on. I totally <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, and There's so... a couple key scenes I remember, but yeah. And uh, so he, Tom Hanks has basically been fired because they know that he has AIDS. Um, who was and, uh, Jason, Jason Robards, Robards, yeah. Jason uh-huh. Robards was the boss. The great Jason Robards. Yeah. He was awesome in this. Yeah. yeah, he was a fucking asshole. Um, and was. so... was that? He was. Yeah. Um, and so... Tom Hanks, you know, goes and finds Denzel Washington and they're going to sue this company. Um, And it's the whole movie is basically about the trial and like what basically happens when someone is dying of AIDS, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And like specifically, I remember when they were talking about um, him being fired was when they started to notice like lesions on him and he would wear the first time I had ever seen or heard of lesions. Yeah, no, me too. You know, Um, and like he would wear makeup to try and cover it up and he was trying to do therapies and like, you know, he I mean, he was slowly deteriorating and dying. It's a big movie for Tom Hanks, too, because Tom Hanks had done a few kind of dramatic roles, but I'm this was before it been kind of his breakout. Yeah, it could have been like his first. Well, Punchline, maybe. Uh, because oh, Punchline was, wasn't was good. Wasn't it, was, it, was, it was a comedy it was about stand-up yeah. comedians but there was a lot of drama in that movie mm-hmm. uh, that people forget about uh, yeah Sally Field yeah. yeah it was really good um, but yeah I mean hell man that's it it was just a very touching moving you know movie well, and what was some interesting stuff that you noticed when you watched it because you just watched it the other day um the courtroom stuff was great. Yeah. Really? Was it like basically half the movie or was it like a it third of the movie? It was basically half the movie. Really? Yeah. The courtroom stuff was great. The witnesses that he had, the way that uh, Denzel, he, he plays a lawyer. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Like, to, you're like, you feel like you're part of the jury when he's just giving his little speeches. Yeah. And Anytime he talks in front um, of people. Like, God, I wish I could remember her name. They had another client that they had fired. Or no, that they had promoted. But basically, they were trying to say that they didn't know. And I mean that was the only people were coming up there. Really take, yeah, people come up there and say no. Not only did they know, they talked about it. Yeah, openly. And so for them to say they didn't know, they're lying right there. Yeah, you just have and, as many uh, character witnesses. It's funny know. when they. I'll spoil it a little bit. He wins the trial. Yeah. Yeah. And they like. They awarded him like it was like seventy five thousand dollars in damages and like one million or four million dollars in in uh, 
punitive damages. damages. Mm-hmm. So it was like four point seven million. Yeah. Like nowadays it would be like yeah, that was seven hundred million. Oh yeah, like absolutely. Lawsuits nowadays, like and they were all cheering. Yeah, insane. Right. It was the big movie of that year, man. A lot of breakouts on that movie, and it allowed other people to do kind of age stories and everything. And it, that song really pushed that movie. To, yeah. Oh yeah. It really did. Absolutely. Like, I. Um, now <laughs> taking this, it's me. You don't need it. Yeah, that was his movie. Yeah, but you know what you're gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll change out? my mind by the time I, I hand this paper to you. <laughs> I yeah, was well, gonna talk about one movie. Now I'm gonna do a different one. Yeah. I'm well, I won't. I won't Mata spoil fucker. the. Uh, I won't spoil the end end part there um, about the trial. Oh, who'd Roger Corman play in it? It was a he bigger played, role than normal for him because he usually only comes in for like a line. Or yeah, two. he told he told that joke. I can't yeah, remember yeah, what yeah. the joke. What was the joke? Uh, Oh damn! I can't remember. I don't know. I can look it up. It's on my. <laughs> it was pretty, on my it was pretty funny. It was. Kind but of he funny. played he, one of the executives who was on. No, he played one of the a client that the that the executives brought on to say that Tom Hanks had done a poor job. Yeah. Oh uh, okay. Like to lend credence to their theory, was, they said they fired him because he wasn't a very good lawyer, which right. wasn't yeah. the case. And like Denzel's like, didn't you say in a memo, you know, he, he did an outstanding job? And he's like, well, most of it was outstanding, but some of it was only satisfactory. And he just Corbin, kept, people forget how great of an actor he's great Corbin actor. is, man. He comes on and do, does stuff. And he, and he only usually does stuff when one of his like old pupils puts him in stuff. Yeah, but they, and that's why he's in almost every Jonathan Demme movie. They cut to a scene earlier. He's in Manchurian later on. That's the other Jonathan Demme movie on here is uh, Manchurian. That's my next movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Boom. Uh, <laughs> but the joke, the joke was, uh, what do you call a woman with PMS and ESP? A bitch that knows everything. <laughs> we do not subscribe to that kind of humor, yeah. by the way. But they, he told that in the steam room when uh, Tom Corman Hanks was Corman did? Torman did that with all the other executives and Tom Hanks. And Jason Robards tells a, a gay joke after oh, that, Jesus. and that's the first time you don't know. You never that, know who's that in the he room. knew that he was like, okay, I have to keep quiet. Yeah, and they right. were like, how did you feel? He's like relieved because now I knew I had to keep quiet. Right. Oh yeah, so. true. Man, yeah, Tom Hanks and Denzel just killed. He must have lost a lot of weight. I should let me mention here. There's there's two facts about Denzel that I found very interesting. One was what movie he turned down that he regretted more than anything. And Which was he, it? they offered it to him, and they said, "If you want it, you can have it." And he's like, "It's too dark to me. I, I can't do it." And then when he saw the movie, he literally said, "Ah, oh, shit, I fucked up." And that was Brad Pitt's role in Seven. He said he should have taken it. Oh, wow. Which means if they got him, chances are they would not have gone with Morgan Freeman. Freeman. So I'm kind of happy with the the way it went, but it was interesting to hear him say that. And Morgan Freeman was... I liked his stuff in the movie. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Oh, yeah. But uh, the other fact I thought was interesting is, and I told you this yesterday... uh, I forgot it already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He named three of the best actors that he's ever acted with. Someone asked him, who's the best actor you've ever Polly acted Shore. with? Polly Shore. He says, I got, th- yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got three of them. And, and one of them, you're like completely like, yeah, obviously I get it. The next ones, you're like, okay, I could see that. And then the third mm. one, you're like, really? Mm. Uh, but obviously it was great. So the three actors were uh, Gene Hackman, which mm. he acted with in Crimson Tide. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie, who he acted with in The Bone Collector. Yeah. And... 
Dakota Fanning. Yeah, that's Dakota what I Fanning was the third one yeah. that he acted with in uh, Man on Fire. I remember, I remember he, seeing... He was so smitten with her when uh, they were doing this movie. Cause she I remember killed them. that role. She killed it. She yeah. totally did. She killed everything she did when she was a little kid. And, yeah. and she does periodic stuff here and there. Was she in... She was in the Quentin movie. She was in the Quentin uh, movie. She was red. The red yeah. girl with the red hair. Yeah. yeah that, uh, the, the hell... Con- how do I know what color her hair is? <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, so you're going to talk some Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. See, he had no sequels, but he did have a remake in here. My so. one, it would be on my top five best remakes of all time. It is mm. a really good remake. It's, it's just as good it. as the original, if and, not better. I think it's better. I it's think better. it's better. I love um, the original, though. I do, I do love the original. because Just because you get the, to see... The mother was uh, good. Yeah, just so you can see Angela Angela Lansbury, Lansbury play Because you never got to see her play that type no. of role. It's like, it's Mrs. It's the yeah, teapot from the teapot. <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast, man. Or she wrote. But, oh, the... The way they did the the graphics were great. Yeah. The um, how they the story unfolded, how they brainwashed. Yeah, tell us just the, the the quick gist of it. Basically, they wanted the powerful senator died, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Meryl Streep's husband. And the son has been groomed as a junior senator, Liev Schreiber. And they want to position him to run for president. Yeah. So basically, they've been gr- not only grooming him, but they created like a false story on him being a war hero yeah. in order to boost his profile. Oh, and they put a computer chip in his head. Oh. Yeah, he was basically... Being controlled. Wow. Everyone that was in this particular platoon had been... In the original, it was just brainwashed. Yeah. You know, it was just suggestive talk, and you're under control, and they have keywords. Ultra. They have keywords. And they, and they have, was they have images. They were that, the, too. Um, yeah, there was, but this was more of a... You, you have no... Uh, chance of not being hypnotized because they had to call remember they had to say his name yeah like his first name then his first and last and then his first yeah. middle and last i don't think there was any way of fighting it in this one there was the, no with way the original it was one you could almost break yourself if oh, okay. you kind of uh try it real hard yeah. <laughs> this you had no choice and yeah, they actually sure. showed at some point them open up Liev schreiber's head and like replace a fucking yeah. uh chip or something like that and put it back but in. do you remember that scene was great because <laughs> he went into his hotel room yeah. suite and they like literally pulled the wall. Yeah. They pulled the wall apart, and there was an entire like Have medical facility. Wasn't there a no, moment you hadn't seen? seen they had so put together a mobile it. like Project Threshold style yeah. medical lab. Uh-huh. And uh, Meryl was evil in this movie, man. She, yeah, she did not give a shit about completely manipulating her son and for her own kind of good. The one thing, and I don't know if you picked up on this in the, the movie, the or if they wanted to, possible incestuous kind they of. They made it very incestuous. Like she bathed him over at some tone, point, like with to the whole like he was a mama's boy, but maybe <laughs> he was a mama's boy. Yeah, and they didn't so. ever come out and say nope. it, but, but it just made you feel weird. They made times. it. I think exactly what the director wanted. He's oh, like, yeah. I want to feel people uneasy every time the two of them together. Just, mm-hmm. just hearing you talk about it is making me uneasy. So <laughs> I think Let's he hit stop. his mark. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, really, really good. So at this. basically, Jeffrey Wright shows up at the beginning and is like, "I'm having these dreams of." So it all goes back to this this scene in the, that what happened really was great a, scene yeah it was a great scene a war, so the their platoon had got ambushed a couple people got shot a couple people got cut off and Lee Shriver's character was a mediocre soldier at best but he rose to the occasion and he jumped on the jumped on the sixty cal yeah. and like shot all the bad guys and mm-hmm. blew up the helicopter and saved the day basically and won I think the Medal of Honor yeah. Or a Silver Star or something like that. But anyways, he, the, Jeffrey Wright was supposed to be part of that platoon, and he shows up and, and meets um, 
Denzel Washington and says, hey, uh, I'm having these dreams. I don't think it happened the way it happened. And I made this notebook. He had like a crazy notebook, like seven style, where he's just doing scrawls. And, but almost like Denzel Washington's character kind of morphs into him. Because then he starts having headaches and dreams. Cause mm-hmm. he, and yeah, well, that was he the starts big thing putting that it together. People are like, we, we, everyone from that platoon is having problems, but at this point, Denzel's not having any of the problems. Yeah, those flashbacks oh, were man. insane, dude. Choke that man. Yeah, Shoot where they were like head. in a room with all the soldiers and the guys behind this whole experiment were were showing how much their mind control worked. Like, they would just take one prisoner and say, kill that prisoner. And they would go up, and the other person would just stand allow there them, stand and, there and let them kill yeah. him. Ooh, and it was really fr- sad. And he would have these flashbacks with, like, people with guns to their head screaming at his... Uh, uh, and him screaming and not realizing that Denzel's got his gun to someone mm-hmm. else's head. So he's starting to wonder, how many people have I killed? How many... Uh, uh, am I going to be the next person that's going to be like Liev in this movie? So it was... It was and a, it goes through a huge really twist good. at the end, too. Yeah, there was a huge assassination type thing and it was a really really amazing movie uh definitely worth checking out all right my next one on here and i'm gonna stay with the military kind of element here because this was another one that i really really enjoyed and this was 1996 courage under fire you guys remember courage under fire vaguely this is uh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Meg yeah. Ryan. She's uh, the Luke helicopter Phillips. pilot that yeah. crashed. She's the helicopter yeah. pilot. So it was really, really good. The funny so, thing is, is I remember everything except him in this movie. Oh, really? Well, he was the whole movie, man, because was this he? was an investigation okay. movie, really. And what was going on is at the very beginning of the movie, they're, they're, they want to give uh, Meg Ryan the Congressional Medal of Honor. Well, the Medal of Honor. And post posthumously, right? Posthumously, yeah, she died, and he—you have to do an investigation apparently to get the uh, mm-hmm. to get oh, the yeah. award. So Denzel's just going, and it's specifically for one event. And here's what happened with the event. In in the event, you had uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon was insane in this movie. Matt Damon was like Christian Bale in The Machinist. He lost sixty pounds to the point where. The director wanted to put him in the hospital. Matt wow. Damon went next level. Pull the picture up of Matt Damon from Casualties of War, and you're gonna freak the. Oh, fuck out. not to go too far off topic, but um, I saw because he played a heroin. I addict. saw a story, and it was a guest from um, Mark Wahlberg. He talked about uh, that beginning of that Bruce Willis movie when he was in his underwear. Oh, you mean Donnie? Donnie? Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. He talks about preparing for that scene and losing all the weight, and it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And Matt Damon went through kind of a similar type thing in this movie because his character was supposedly uh, a heroin addict at some point. And it was really, really creepy towards the end how crazy he looked. They're not showing a picture of him, huh? That's weird. Um, yeah, I'll see. You would think yeah. they would. Put Matt Damon heroin. <laughs> uh, so what's going on? So it's all surrounded about this big event where this one uh, platoon was pinned down uh, in during combat, and Meg Ryan was in the helicopter, and this was the interesting part of this movie because uh, weren't some of them she, were disputing she dies. her case, right? Well, that was the that was the the thing I'm telling is uh, <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but uh, so we've seen this particular event played out in like four different ways, depending on who's telling the story. Yeah. So roughly, what we do know is the truth is. There was the platoon pinned down. They showed up in the helicopter, and at some point they had like a fuel cell, which they just dropped outside uh, the the door of the helicopter. And when it hit this big area, one of them took a flare, shot it, and blew the whole fucking thing up. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That's fucking yeah, nuts, that's dude. nuts. That's the picture right there when he's talking to him at the end. That's fucking he, crazy. He went next level and people were scared for him. But that was when he just started his acting, so he was trying to do some shit. That might have been one of his first roles, actually. So what's going on is she ends up dying afterwards. They end up dropping this. Their helicopter crashes. They have to. They get pinned down, and uh, they eventually get rescued. She dies during the uh, incursion right before they get done. So they're one. he's got to find out if she was deserved of getting the uh, the Medal of Honor. I'll be a little spoiler here without telling the whole ending and everything. Uh, you realize that she's definitely kind of worthy of getting this award, but the problem is is everyone Denzel goes around and speaks to on the crew tells a different story, gets a little itchy when he's talking about certain things. One of them, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips was one of the best ones, and he definitely knew something was up because... Lou Diamond Phillips could tell that he's getting close to figure out whatever he's going to figure out. Do you remember the scene on the train tracks? So Denzel, he's talking to, uh, Denzel's talking to Lou Diamond Phillips and Lou Diamond Phillips is driving this Jeep and he pulls onto these train tracks and you see the train coming and Lou Diamond Phillips just takes his gun out, dead serious. You've never seen anyone more serious in his life in his eyes, points the gun at Denzel's face and says, get out. And, he's, and for a couple seconds, Denzel's like, you don't want to do this, man. You don't want to do this. And he, like, cocks that thing back. And he's like, he's going to blow my head off in two seconds. So Denzel just slips out. And Lou Diamond Phillips accepts his fate and takes that fucking uh, train. Damn. And kills him right there. So he knows, oh, That's my God. Shit way to go. He's like, whatever's going <laughs> yeah. on, whatever's happening here turned one guy into a heroin addict, turned another guy suicidal and everything. So it was the whole buildup to figure out what happened during this thing and nothing is better than Denzel figuring it out wait you told me this first and now you're telling me this and you know he would be a great lawyer in real life because he's he's just got that way of speaking that makes me want to confess to everything <laughs> I mean there's a movie we haven't I got- stole the donut <laughs> do you put chemicals in your hair <laughs> <laughs> yes Denzel <laughs> yeah so uh, Casualties of War check it out it's really good hell yeah also Ed Zwick um, all right, this one is a favorite of mine, and is it? it is. It's The Book of Eli. Yeah, and this was one that I had seen once, and I didn't care Except for it. Except I have I, to note that after I saw it, and I told you that he was blind, you were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I still... I that mean, I knew. Yeah, that I knew. Because uh, it was in Braille, that's why. I, I understood yeah. that, but I just thought maybe, like, since the whole thing was supposed to be led by God, that, you know, he would, like... He had the sight? He knew how to read the Braille. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, could he, just learn how to, he could just learn how to read Braille. <laughs> you know, no, I he mean, was definitely blind in the movie. That, uh, which made it much more impressive I thought about he, the things I thought he, he was phenomenal in it. I, I thought the story was stupid. It was kind of... The story was kind of stupid, but I really enjoyed the movie. And I did not like Mila Kunis I did. Uh I have a soft just, spot for her. I, I do too. I just didn't like her at the very, 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 yeah. very end. Like the last scene, I was just like, ah. uh, that, that's where it. You know, I didn't like it up till then, and that was the cherry that says, "I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, was this bad?" And then that scene came on, I was like, "Yep." <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a post-apocalyptic movie, which is um, right up my alley, man. That's, that's what got me in. I was like, post-apocalyptic. Uh, I'm in with man. Denzel. With Denzel, yeah. That uh, that like first, I guess it's probably oh, that like, first fight on the road. Oh my god, dude! Awesome. Where he's like, you know, the one thing about no soap, you can smell jackers from a mile away. And guy like pushes, you know, there's three huge guys. Yeah. He's like, I they am impressed. They don't know who how who they fucking ran into. Yeah, you know, I'm and like, cast for this. wouldn't you have to assume every solo person, every single in the person. Apoc- Clips is a badass. Every single person, yeah, and they're if you're not in a group, 
Yeah. You're a badass. And the other thing is, is like, they'll probably kill you. You know what I mean? Like, just no matter yeah. what. I hope I'm not around. In the it's like the road. I, I always I'm, go back to the road, man. Yeah. And the road is not the world you want to live in. No. That road is a scary-ass movie. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. Um, it's heavy on the cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got, so we got Ray Stevenson in this movie, who played the Punisher in Punisher yeah. Warzone. He was also in Rome. He was really that huge yep. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Oldman, Jennifer Beals. Gary Oldman, Michael Gambon was in this. Tom Waits. So I had a lot of big... Oh, well, he was the bartender, wasn't he? It's listen. Tom Waits as the engineer. Wait. Oh, oh, he was the uh, the pawn shop guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If he sounded oh, like directed. he was gargling hot asphalt. Yeah, I love that scene, dude. Where so he comes in and he's like, you know, because there's there's no money. It's all barter. Um, and he goes into the pawn shop, and Tom Waits pulls the shotgun out on him, you know, and like he just kind of holds his hands up there, and Denzel just snatches the fucking shotgun mm-hmm. so quick and points it at him, and he has to put his hands up, and he's like, I'm just a customer. And he turns his shit back around and gives him back the shotgun, and he's like, just keep it on me. Just keep <laughs> it on me. You know, like, oh. This was so. directed by the Hughes brothers, who did Menace to Society, Dead Presidents, hmm. uh, From Hell, which was not a good movie. And he also did that was new that movie. Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was yeah. not good. Uh, Alpha, that new movie with the guy and the dog? That was done by the Hughes brothers. Alpha. Oh, really? Or the wolf. It was a wolf or a dog. It might have been a wolf. But, uh, yeah, I mean... He's like Kane from Kung Fu. He's just traveling the wasteland, right? I mean, yes. basically, and he was badass. <laughs> yeah. I just, I liked... But he had a mission, right? I mean, he had a specific mission, or it was only after Gary Oldman started fucking with him? So, Gary Oldman is looking for a book. He wanted water, I think. Well, that, yeah, yeah, he just came to the town water. just to get fresh water, and, like, you know, he wanted water to get a charge. Water and gasoline, that's what the big things are going to be in the future. Well, and he, he the had a, uh, he had, like, an MP3 player. And he wanted to get water, and he wanted to get that charged because he would listen to music. Um, Gotta have some tunes if you want. I know, man. I know, right? He's Uh, got Tom Waits. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) you Uh, listen to Tom Waits for the rest. This is the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) craggly ass voice. And so he comes to this town just looking for that, Um, and you you see the. the like road crew a little bit before he gets to town and they basically like murder these innocent people and they take their books and they bring the books to Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman's like, these are great, but they're not what I'm looking for. He's like, burn any books, just kind of just, just any books. Um, and he's looking for a Bible. He's looking for a Bible, but you don't know what book he's he's been telling. Hasn't he been telling people that don't remember what, what the world was with the Bible about the Bible? He hasn't. He's waiting to find the Bible okay. because he wants he to be able can... to control people with it. You know, um, religion's a good tool if you want to be. And that, he knows uh, that. You know, type of person, right? Um, Money. And he would not. Money's be also using... a good one. Yeah, but he would not be using it for good. You know, <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the truth, man. Um, I'm not a huge Hannibal fan, but his role in Hannibal. That's insane. I love him in The Professional. Well, yeah. The professional Everyone! Is, the Professional and Fifth Element are probably his two best things, but if you watch him in Hannibal as the guy with no face that gets fed to the Oh, place, yeah. I didn't know that was him yeah, until like four months ago when yeah, you told me. It's, it's I had sick, no idea. Man. It's a crazy-ass role. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with that movie because at the end was stupid, but the rest of it was really good. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's his mission, and Denzel's mission is just to take the book west. Yeah. You know, just to go west. He, he has had the book since the beginning of the movie? 
Like he's always yeah, had the book. Yeah, he yeah. found it. Um, he oh, that's said, right. He's kind of the. I, I we find. He's like the, the chosen like, one. Yeah, you know, he's like the bearer um, of the book. Or, right. Well, and so you know, eventually Gary Oldman. Do not read from the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's just a it's a good movie. It's a good road movie. It's I, a good action movie. I thought Jackie movie. from Seventy Show kind of ruined it for me. Really, I. First of all, I think she's kind of a subpar actress in most of what she's in. I'm not going to take it all from her because I thought she was great in Black Swan. I thought that was the best thing she ever did was Black Swan. But I just, especially around that time, she was still doing that 70s show. And when you were watching it, you are like, this is fucking when Jackie, I see, man. When I see her, that's pick what somebody, I think. Yeah, pick but somebody that I, we aren't familiar with, you know. And I think a lot of movies have that problem, too, you know. When I hear her voice, all I think of is Meg from Family Guy, though. Yeah, that's another you know? That's another thing that kind of sticks in your head and everything. And I and I agree with you. That Shut end, up, Meg. <laughs> that <laughs> end, you were like, <laughs> and that end, which we won't uh, divulge, was like, really? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like the twist that Dave was talking about, but the, the, the stuff with her, I was like, okay. Yeah, but I really like that movie. I've seen it probably 20 times. Nice. I think I'm going to remove that last one. <laughs> just, from, just from time purposes alone. I, um, this, I'm glad I got to pick... I've got to pick the three of my favorites All right. so far. I got another one on here, so maybe you won't take it from... I won't tell you what it is. Yeah, we're taking that motherfucker. Uh, give me that. <laughs> I'll look at this thing. This was such a great movie when it came out. I probably seen this fifteen times, maybe mm-hmm. American Gangster. Fifteen oh, times a lot. Fuck more yeah, dude. Times and this is it's a long movie. ass movie too. This it was is, Ridley yeah. Scott. See, he's done so many movies with Tony Scott. This was his Tony's first. the one that jumped off the bridge, yeah. right? And this is what and he did Man on Fire with him, and that was uh, I think he did also Deja Vu. I want to say Tony Scott did uh, Deja Vu, but uh, well, can, this was his that. first Ridley Scott, and this was very unlike Ridley. I mean, Ridley, most people know him from Alien, uh, Blade Runner, Black Rain, but American Gangster. This was this could have been a Scorsese type of movie. You it know, felt like a Scorsese movie. Yeah. He got the time period down, awesome. Yep. Yeah, the, very well. Cast. All the actors, every great, every show. big black actor at that time was huge this like, is uh, as much as a of a russell crowe movie yeah. as it is a, yeah. as it is a denzel washington movie I mean. and some of the more interesting stuff in the movie was uh brolin oh yeah josh brolin was amazing in this see movie. my badge says special agent yeah i loved special. all his uh <laughs> all the guys that played his brother the guy from 12 oh, yeah. years mm-hmm. a slave uh idris elba yeah. played like the rival that he shot oh, on yeah. the street that man. was a great yeah. scene common was like yeah. his brother common was great in this yeah. movie common's great in everything and you haven't even seen common's best thing common's best thing the, was the, the railroad the railroad oh, man. Yeah. oh, oh wow there's Hell a, on Wheels. Hell on Wheels, which is a TV show about during the Civil War of them building the railroad and all the guys who did it. And the, uh, he was kind of the leader of the black group that did it. But did you, did you ever go far enough to see what happened with Common's character in there? Uh, Where they gave I saw him like, everything. They gave him like brain damage? No. He had like brain damage and he couldn't, re- he d- didn't know what was going mm. on and they made him fight his friend in that ring and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, I oh, saw that. Man, it I was did. so good. That's right. He's also good in uh, John Wick 2. Is he? Yeah. yeah, I love him, man, and it's all because of that Hell on Wheels. That's Ooh, where I his fate in John Wick Two is fucking awesome. Oh, well, I'll definitely. Have to check well, that when out. we talk about John Wick <laughs> Two, we'll talk about. Well, that'll that. be during our Keanu pod, which we will do eventually. So. Which will also feature the movie Keanu. <laughs> it should. <laughs> Wait, that don't make any sense. <laughs> uh, he is heavily in the but middle this of was, making that. So uh, this was a. Right I know, yeah. and this movie was a true story. Yeah, American Gangster. Oh yeah, yeah. His Denzel Washington's character. Needed to go. What he was want, the character's name in this? Uh, wasn't Bumpy? No, that was the guy you. Bumpy from, Johnson was, was Clarence the, yeah. Williams. Um, Frank Williams. Frank. I, Frank. Frank. White. Frank White. Yeah. Frank. It I was also, Frank. I but it's Frank White. Oh, the guy that played uh, the guy that played the Italian mob boss was awesome too. It's your. Uh, 
He's mine. He's your buddy. <laughs> he owes me money. He I call you Catfish me. Bumpy Johnson, by the <laughs> way. That's right. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> Bumpy Johnson? Yep. You call Catfish Bumpy yeah, yeah, Johnson? Yeah, you remember that? He told us that story? Yeah, because when they hit and they start swimming, they just go bump, 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 you know, on the line. So I just always call him Bumpy Johnson. All right. <laughs> you learned something new. Continue. So, he wanted to get heroin from the source so he could undercut all the supply. I mean, it's a perfect I'm gonna, business my, opportunity. My next movie, I'm going to talk about his cousin okay. that won in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. So remember him, the guy from Deep Cover? I'll yeah, he's him. so good, man. That guy uh, doesn't get enough love. So he brings heroin in the country in, in uh, caskets. And it was funny. I heard a story the other day that because uh, Frank lived. Dead soldier caskets. They only did. He said they only did that once. John Polito was the guy you were John Polito. He Polito? said yeah. he said they only did it once. Oh, What's really? That? In real life? No, not Joe Polito. The other guy. Uh, I'll, I'll look at him. The super famous Italian actor that's played mob bosses before. I'll look, I'll look at him up. You're, I'm, you're gonna be mad that I don't remember his name. <laughs> I'll reach over and slap. So him. in real life, they only. Oh, okay. Get him. <laughs> John Hawks is in this movie. There's a lot of Ti is in this movie. Oh, Norman man. Reedus. I forgot Norman Reedus was in this movie. Joe it, Morton. There's movie so is many great. People, Every scene is great. You can skip around. The guy. Uh, now I can't remember his name. Uh, the one of the people. Benny from the Bronx. Not Benny from the Bronx. That's a different movie. Um, let me see it. <laughs> it's going to bother me if I don't get this name right. Yeah, you better start scrolling. So, I'll, I'll just Gino, say my, my gonna... favorite scene is the one where he's in the diner and he goes yeah. and walks up to Idris Elba and just... He empties the like, sugar onto the table. Yeah. And oh, my God. Dude, and it, just, it was scary, wow, man. Because yeah. his brothers did not realize how kind of next level he was. And yeah. instead of just explaining to them, you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of brutal with how we do things. So he yeah. just decided to show them. Yeah. You know, you're with me or you're and, not. I mean, just walked up to him in the middle of the street, in the middle of the day. Everybody knew who both of them were. Just pop. I love nuts. when they're taking his mom to see the new house. Whose yeah. house is that? Yeah, That's your, your house, house, mama. mama. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> She's so uh, good. Uh, what's things, your favorite things, scene? Um, seen it 15 times. You got a favorite scene. Yeah, the montage where they're talking about all, where all the different sons, the fronts, the different fronts they were using and yeah. stuff, and then bringing in all the money. It just gave you a sense mm. of like how crazy big this organization was. Yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe's side of it was pretty awesome. It was too. good. I love when they brought the caskets in and you had that one Weasley guy come in and scream his ass off at him. That you are not doing this. You are not desecrating these uh, these cats as, uh, caskets. None of them are going to be brought out on the tarmac. And he knew for a fact that's where this shit was coming from, you know. Yeah. And I wonder how many times that had actually happened besides this case, you know. Because I don't want to be able. I don't want to put it out there that there was some shady shit going on during the what? Vietnam War. <laughs> but you know what they called it. The Vietnam War. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it's crazy, man. It was the epitome of shady in itself. Ugh. When but, he went out there to visit them, too, and to check out oh, the poppy the, fields and everything, I mean, it was, was like I don't want to have deal. to bring my ass out here again. Yeah. My man. <laughs> <laughs> he uses that line a lot. My man. All right, so this next movie here, and uh, I had mentioned the guy that played his nephew in this uh, in. Uh, American Gangster, but he was also from Deep Cover. Remember the the Weasley guy from Deep Cover? He's like, oh my god, the yeah. police! Yeah. I love him, man. He always plays that kind of Weasley ass character. But in this particular movie, and this was a, uh, this was a mammoth of a movie. Yeah, Roger Gwenver Smith. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, uh, I don't I haven't seen him in since American Gangster. Probably the last time I saw him, but he's really good in flicks. And uh, this next movie is 1992's Malcolm X. Now, this was a mammoth of a movie. Three and a half hours. 
and I, I watched it recently, so I can uh, certainly talk about it. But I, I broke it up between two days because it was so long. It was like Jesus. It was really great. All I don't think it, I've, I don't think I've ever sat all the way through. Really? It, but I've seen it. Like you know, I watched some here and then some there and yeah. then some. You know what I mean? I think I saw it when it came out, and I haven't seen it. Yeah, since. this could be easily on our biop uh, pick. Not anymore because I'm talking about it. But uh, it r- literally told the story of Malcolm X from when he was like 17 years old all the way until his death. And I don't know if you guys remember how he died, but man, he died brutally. Uh, Malcolm X, do you remember? I, I don't. I mean, this is a real story, so I'm not like I'm he spoiling much from this. But That's what he I was thought. he was talking at a uh, kind of event, and he had sent one of his security guys away to find somebody that wasn't there yet. And he was like, "Well, I've got a cover," and he's like, "I got this. Go ahead and do it." And literally. Uh, a lot of his team members, including that he thought was his team members, were kind of behind this, uh, including um, our our boy from uh, Do the Right Thing and uh, Breaking Bad. What the hell is his name? Uh, he's got that French name. Well, we're doing damn bad with the names uh, today. Man. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I can't remember his name. He's from Usual Suspects. Also, he was one of the cops in it. Uh, yeah, don't look it up. Anyways. <clears throat> They approach him at the podium, and someone shoots him with a sawed-off shotgun, like, right in the chest, which takes him down to the ground. And then, like, three or four more people just unload probably 20 or 30 bullets into him, so they were not going to take any chances. They were making a statement. But it was was great to see the kind of rise of his character, you know? He played this punk kid at the beginning of the movie who was just wearing zoot suits, you know, and going to the clubs and dancing. Reminded me, when he was played younger, because obviously this is Denzel through the whole movie, they didn't use a different actor when he was younger. When he was young, they made him look like a 20-year-old. When he was old, they made him look like he was probably 50, 60, so the makeup was fabulous in the movie. When he was young, he looked just like my uh, what good year, friend Ken. What year was he? What year was it when he was the young age during his? It was a, the movie. It was post forties, I think, because it was, it was because it went all the way down. It he was died before, before the Black Panthers, right? He died. He died before Martin Luther King uh, Jr. So uh, he was right what before year did he that. Die? And Martin Luther King Jr. was after Kennedy or before Kennedy? Uh, after Kennedy. Kennedy was sixty three. Yep. And so, yeah, so he must must have made it only to, like, 61, maybe? You'd have to look up the, the death of uh, Malcolm X. Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, See, I knew it was something. <laughs> it's Italian, sorry, not French. Uh, but one of my favorite scenes was, he. so he's in prison, and he learns from this guy who immediately comes to him, and he wants to teach him the, uh, the kind of the uh, the Muslim life, and specifically this guy Is named this the Elijah beginning Rob. of the rise of Muslim, like, Muslim Brotherhood and yeah, Black, yeah. Black Panthers? Well, I think it was there. Or the mu- Muslim ideology. It that, was always that, there. I think Malcolm pushed it to that next level because he was the well, forefront of it. But he also, like, overstepped his boundaries yeah. according well, to... Well, that's who ter- turned him. It, that's who killed Farrakhan? him. The, uh, no, it was uh, Elijah Muhammad. I mean, that's who it was. Sorry, Elijah Muhammad yeah. was the kind of the kind of their version of almost the prophet like, yeah he was the prophet he yeah. was very similar to like the dalai lama you know mm-hmm. that, but these guys didn't think that it was gonna uh his well, one wanted to he be more violent be, than the other well they were always into a little bit of violence but malcolm was like i hate everyone he even with uh with kennedy dying because that's he did talk about kennedy dying so it was after kennedy and before martin luther king jr so because he came out to get Kennedy, and he was like, Mitt, you reap what you sow. And so people were like, whoa, dude, you really need to take it off. And that was the last step, really, because Elijah I mean, Muhammad he's not, said— He's not entirely wrong. Well, people <laughs> were like, uh, people were like, man, you're pissing people off. They love this guy, and you're I mean, going I, out there and you're saying this stuff? I loved him, too, but 
he did a lot of shady shit. Yeah. Well, I can understand why someone wanted to kill JFK. I, I can respect Malcolm X, but he his for the first half of his like uh, life as an adult, he he had a switch towards the end, but it was al- almost like a little too late, uh, and he had already pushed the boundaries and everything. What, but do he, you remember the he one thing that pushed after a while? Is that what pushed the, the rest of his group over the edge? Like, why did his group turn against him like that? I can't he was remember. too prominent, and he was he was speaking his mind, and he was uh, he wasn't the face of the movement anymore. He was talking shouldn't. badly about uh, Elijah Muhammad. He was uh, talking to women that were saying Elijah Muhammad has like fathered like this many children and everything, and he's not. All I want is like care for my children, some child support and everything, and he was denying it and everything. So he was calling out the prophet, really, is what kind of uh, really pushed usually doesn't get edge. you too far with the yeah. congregation yeah. to start but calling the prophet It was a great... Out. Jim Jones, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great scene right after he got out of prison with the guy from Deep Cover, and it's... Uh, I should mention Spike Lee's in this. Spike Lee was mm-hmm. like his best friend at the beginning, wearing the zoot suits with him, yeah. and they got the great dancing scenes, really good club scenes in this movie. But there's a scene where him and Spike Lee are at their house, and the guy from Deep Cover is there with this uh, – Spike Lee's got his girlfriend with him. And at some point, Denzel Washington uh, is talking to the guy from Deep Cover, and he's – the guy from Deep Cover is like, you know, I'm going to be ahead of this, and I'm going to do that. And he's basically kind of undercutting what Denzel and Malcolm wants to accomplish. And at this point, he was just out of prison, so he was kind of a crazy motherfucker. So he – <clears throat> he played Russian roulette with him, and he stuck this gun. He handed the gun to him, and Spike Lee the whole time is trying to talk him out of it. It's one of the best uh, Russian roulette scenes, and I, it's a shame there is a lot of them out yeah. there. But this one was really good, where he didn't want to do it. The deep cover guy he had it next to him and everything, and Denzel's like, come on, I'll show you how it's done. Grabs it, boom, and uh, uh, gives it back to him. He's like, do it, do it, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not going to do it. He grabs it, boom, does another one on him. And then he's like, what the hell? And then right after the scene, this guy's like scared shitless. And mm-hmm. he, he's great for that role, to that oh, kind yeah. of weaseling yeah, <laughs> guy who's overstepped his bounds. It's kind of crawl back into his shell now. Yeah. But there's a great scene right after that, uh, that scene ended where it was a great, like, uh, static shot where Denzel comes in one side of the frame and uh, Spike Lee comes in the other. And he's like, did you palm that bullet? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, motherfucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted awesome. to make sure that his friend yeah. wasn't as crazy as he, he was thinking at yeah. that moment because he was scaring the shit out of Spike Lee. Right. I mean, really, really intense scene. So definitely check that out. But it was great. I love these real-life historic kind of movies. We used to play Russian Roulette as a kid. <laughs> with no bullets? Yeah. With a cap gun. Oh, yeah. And put one cap in it oh, and then God. spin it and then do it next to your ear. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Why can't? What'd you say? What? Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely uh, from like I used to go hunting when I was a kid, and I never wore any uh, ear protection, so I have like seventy percent hearing loss in my left ear. Damn, I'm just this shooting a guns. Public service announcement. Yeah, buried you live, some, you learn. Buried somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's buried. It's right there on top. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's Malcolm X. Definitely check it out if you got the time, because I or split it because it's it's definitely worth checking out. Any of those movies where you could go over in like an entire lifetime of somebody, it's really interesting to check out. All right, uh, 2004, Man on Fire. Tony Scott, going Tony Scott, man. Fucking great this was brutal. Movie. This is our Dakota Fanning here. This yeah. is uh, the movie where we realized how him, uh, us and Denzel at the same time realized kind of uh, 
how great of a child actor she was. Yeah. Don't be picking anything from the other side. (laughs) (laughs) We got a whole new list under there. Mars Attacks. No. (laughs) I don't remember him in that, but. (laughs) But he might have been. All right. Tell us a little about Man on Fire, man. All right. So he is basically like. I'd say like ex special forces, yeah. you know. He's a badass. Yeah, um, and he. <laughs> this movie did not do well for Mex- Mexico City's tourism. No, no definitely not. <laughs> but it's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so he basically has like retired as a mercenary, but at the same time, like he's gonna come back. Like you most know. mercenaries, they kind of take over as bodyguards. I mean. You know? Doesn't really leave you. Bodyguards, security guards, you know, I mean, this is kind of what you're you're left to kind of do, man. Yeah. Um, And isn't it Christopher Walken that gets him the job? I think so, yeah. 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 Um, And so. Mark Anthony's in this. He's the bad guy, right? Is he the bad guy? Yes and no. He's the husband. Oh, that's right. That's right. uh, Rada Mitchell is the the wife, and Dakota Fanning is their daughter. Um, And, you know. What's that? No, good. Oh, uh, his, his sole job is to. Protect. I think her name's like Lupita um, in the movie. Is Dakota Fanning and kidnapping uh, is a big mo for Mexico, right? Like to the point. To the point because they, if you pay them, they will give you your purse. That's what they hear too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so So. to the point where they have like kidnapping insurance. You know. Um, And I think it's a real thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know. See the uh, list there of what you got on. uh, Yeah. Um, it was a couple actors I'm, I remember were in this, but I can't remember. Yeah, well, Mickey Rourke was in it. Um, That's right. He played a good role. So, basically, she ends up getting kidnapped. They, you know, they kind of do an ambush, and they kidnap her, and, like, he he's just literally man on fire. Like, he's just like, I'm going to get her back no matter what it takes, you know. It's a good um, revenge movie. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they developed that that kind of relationship, relationship between, between them, them like beautifully oh when beautifully, she's man. swimming and everything oh like yeah that, man. Like, and, and they only had like 10 or 15 minutes to do it and yeah. that's when you know you've got two really good actors and a good script and on your chemistry hands. and chemistry yeah. you know because the problem with all those movies especially kidnapping movies is they really want you to identify and love the character that's kidnapped so you can at least in your seat be so like, come on have, you gotta get her back you, yeah. you gotta they, do everything yeah either they gotta spend a lot of time or they gotta get and this was the sweetest, cutest, uh, kind of precocious kid you'd ever seen, and you were like, "Man, you you gotta do do what you gotta do, Denzel. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you gotta put a bomb up someone's ass. You put a bomb yeah. up someone's ass. That was, my favorite, that was my favorite scene. In that. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Dude, I think that's everyone's scene when you think of it. When you think of the bomb up the ass. Yeah. Man. Oh well, God. I, I mean that, and I won't say anything other than the last scene with him in it. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember it, but oh, dude, it's so. I mean, well, I don't want to. Yeah. Talk around it. What you got? Is it was it an you action sequence? No, I'm no. I I, I can't do it. Can yeah, you, do you it? can't say anything about it if you don't know what it is. But it's it's probably you can tell my, us. <laughs> so Pictionary. It's the scene where <laughs> bigger than bread box. <laughs> things that are getting electrocuted. <laughs> um, so it's at the very end after he's gotten her back and he trades his life for her life yeah, and yeah. he's been shot and like. He's just like slowly slumping over in their car. And yeah, like I mean, dying. it just makes it that, and that much music, sadder. You yeah, know, that man? music comes on behind it, and it's just like, oh my god, such a fucking. It, you kind of awesome got scene. that when you were watching the movie that 
that he's going to have to give his life to save her. Yeah. You know, because yeah. so it wasn't really out of left field when that happened. But right. It was still sad as shit. You wanted him oh, to go yeah. back you and you wanted him to die. hang out at the pool again. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And they didn't have many moments together, like, afterwards. I well, mean, and like, you know, after he had been shot, he went and just, like, soaked in the pool. He was just yeah. underneath because they, you know, that's where they bonded and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and the whole journey to get there. Jesus, man. Like, yeah, he has to go through a lot and he's got to <sighs> blow a lot of shit up, man. This was one of those classic explosion with Denzel Watt. Walking away, yeah. Scenes, man. Uh, yeah. I think he had two or three. Though. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Tony Scott was always Tony Scott's same guy who did Top Gun, Days of Thunder. You know, it was he's he's over he's, the top. He's really great with those action type movies and everything. And I thought this was perfect for him. I should have had Days collaborate. of Thunder on the on the uh, wild card. Oh should've. yeah, that was a good next one. That was a good movie. We've never talked about. We can talk about it on my birthday. What? All right. <laughs> Remind me. Remind yeah. me. I might have car cha- car movies. Oh, there you go. That's an easy one. The car movies. Mm-hmm. I can talk white lightning all day long. And, yeah, there's a lot of bullet. Yeah, the getaway. That's another one. All right. Cub, Smokey and the Bandit. Next week. Cars. <laughs> Cars. It was changes. We talked about that. So. Tokyo Drift. You don't even know what that is. You know that. That's why I've been so awesome. <laughs> Something those kids do with the hippity hop. Nelson. Alright, go ahead. Um Disney movie. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember the Titans. Oh, okay. some friggin' flick, man. Yeah. Love I had, this movie. So I much I watched it twice this week. Oh yeah, I had forgotten that I had seen this. Paul yeah. had to kind of remind me what yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was like, it, surely Justin had to have seen this movie. Yeah. I said, this is like right up there with one of the best football movies. One of the best football movies ever made. Really, really is. Yeah, and it's and great. It's told in the lens of a, 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 cra- a, a social issue that was... Oh, yeah, the civil rights. I mean, this was right during the integration of the schools. It took place at like a Virginia school, which was all white and then just integrated in there and a lot of great actors in this movie tons of great actors some that became huge actors ryan gosling is in this movie super super young uh this i probably don't need the uh the list but it's there so use it you have the uh the super young hayden penteri who became like gorgeous and uh she was one of the great things in this movie as that little kid that sat that was will Patton's daughter oh yeah that she just was awesome kept calling him coach and she would scream from the uh from the audience and everything yeah. you know that's hayden penitary uh growing up she was in the heroes and uh in that show nashville and everything no, no. Uh, because she came super famous so is ryan hurst who joined walking dead he plays beta in walking dead he was also a lump in uh lady killers lady killers i heard something yeah, <laughs> uh, he was the muscle, you know. Yeah. So tell us what was kind of going on in this flick. So the school board had decided to integrate the school from this town. Yeah. A lot of the other towns weren't doing this, but they were, and so to to kind of gain acceptance, they they hired Denzel Washington to be the head football coach and kind of ousted. Well, wasn't the head football coach at first? He was going to be the assistant. But he was going to be but the then assistant. after our first couple days, they were like, yeah, I think we're going to make him the head coach. And the head coach that everyone was going to be in, in had a 15-year winning season. Yeah, Will he, Patton, right? He was, yeah, Will Patton. Yeah. This is one of the best Will Patton movies. Been. Yeah. I was telling Dave, nothing nothing gives me goosebumps than hearing Will Patton scream something. Mm-hmm. Like at the end when he's screaming, one more second. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him in The Postman, which is, an, that's a, a wild card for That's me true. that no one talks about. I like the post. I love it. It's, most people hate it, but I loved it. Yeah, because of Will Patton. I think Will Patton was awesome in it. But Disney knows how to do sports movies well. Man, they just friggin' nail it, man. And that whole camp that they they put they brought them to a camp before the season started. So it was the summertime, mm-hmm. and you know he forced 
he saw early on that the white kids were not hanging out with the black kids. Well, they weren't white kids. weren't even going to play. They weren't. They were going to. They were protest, gonna... and uh, we want to stand with the coach. They and wanted people to boycott. Really, Will Patton was the one person that kind of kept this whole thing together because. He was going to leave. He's like, fuck it, I'm not going to be part of this and everything. Uh, they can have their own football team. But he came back and he said, because he realized my kids are not going to be a part of this. This based I'm, on a true story? Yeah. He says, my kids are not going to be part of this unless I'm part of this. So I'm going to have to swallow my pride and take the defensive coach job and work with Denzel. And at that point, yeah, that's when Denzel kind of took over almost militant style. And remember when he, he took everyone off the bus and he was like, you guys are going to uh, – I'm going to – he's picking one white kid and one black kid. You guys are sitting together and get used to sitting together because you guys are going to room together too. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't go even there. Remember, he's he starts asking him, you need to know five one thing, more to, facts. five things mm-hmm. about your roommate and everything. You guys need to really like each other during this whole thing, man. Yeah. And it became a great bonding thing where like two of the strongest kind of personalities in the movie, Ryan Hurst – Who's the kind of the and my boy from the wire uh, and the guy in Avon Barstow from Barstow. the wire man and from uh, Dread he was amazing in this they were like feuding big time and they became best fucking friends in this man yeah. and it it really happened quick they realized uh, shortly on that you guys are gonna go battle together you need to kind of depend on each other some some of them didn't fall through you know there were a couple racist rednecks on the thing that they had to kind of. Uh, Put down Some coaches. And Donald Faison was amazing in this. The guy from uh, Scrubs, the black guy from Scrubs, he was yeah. so funny in this movie, man. I loved. He played Rev. No, Rev was the other guy. Uh, Donald Faison was the one that they switched to defense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was a great good. scene, man. He could yeah. not figure out how to work the offense right. So Denzel during one point, they couldn't the hold team, on to the ball. Yeah, he couldn't hold on to the ball, <laughs> and Denzel was getting pissed at him through like the whole training camp and everything. And then at one point during the game, pulls him off, and Will Patton says i want you to play defense mm-hmm. he says you come out there you play defense for me and he kills it kills mm-hmm. it as defense man and just was like won the game ball and everything it was yeah, great yeah. man really really fun what was your favorite thing in the movie i like the training camp the training camp yeah, yeah. it's the tension of them and then yeah. overcoming it i all that stuff when they were dealing with the townies man you know they and well they didn't know what hit him until they so they finally got it. to the point at the training camp when everybody was getting along and they're like yeah. oh this is gonna be great then they show up at the first day of school. They come back to town, and it's yeah. like, "Fuck!" Now we got to go through this all over again. Right with that everybody one else. One girl wouldn't shake hands. Kate with, Bosworth. Yeah, wouldn't she wouldn't shake, shake hands, hands with, and he was trying to introduce her to his new friend, and yeah. she was. Like, they brought Donald Faison and the other kid into the uh, the restaurant, thinking they were going to serve him, and they kicked him out, and they got pissed. They realized that this town doesn't want us here. But slowly on, I mean, you got to see it when the cop pulled over Avon Boxdale and it's like. Uh, he thinks he's going to give him shit, and he was like, "You guys got some team this People year, like man." Winning teams more than they, yeah. yeah. Than Ethan they Supley races yeah. at some points. Ethan Supley was so good in this movie. Uh, he was the biggest I've ever seen him before in my life. Oh you know, my Ethan God. Supley from uh, Mall Rats. He was the one who couldn't see the sailboat. Uh, and he, he other racist, my name is, and other racist movies uh, like American, uh, History, <laughs> American History X. Yeah, okay. he was the big guy from American History X. Oh, uh, okay. And he was uh, in My Name Is Earl. We haven't the biggest about that movie. Either. The biggest he's ever seen, and then. Ethan Supley went on to lose like 200 pounds. Here's Did the he before really? and after. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Can you believe that? Yeah. That is insane. He, he was, was massive. He, he must have been... 425. 350, yeah. I'd say, maybe. 425. He was going to be in one of my wild cards that didn't make it was uh, Evolution. 
I can't even remember Evolution. I, I remember the cover for it with the smiley with face. With Orlando and, Jones and yeah, yeah, David yeah. Duchovny and yeah, I can't remember uh, Stifler. It. I'm pretty sure I've seen it what once. What is it Tookie, tookie, cacaw, cacaw. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, you, Dave? Uh, no, that was you. That was me. You picked, uh, yeah, okay. All right. I am it? going to go <laughs> with, I'm going to go with the Pelican Brief. Okay. 1993. Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. Yes. That's about John all I Grissom. remember. John Grisham. John Grisham. Grisham. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember him being a really and good movie. I want a law movie. It. Nobody does it better than I John worked Grisham. as a security guard for like a year or something, and they had a library there, and literally all I had to do was sit with a desk and uh, read books or watch a little black and white TV that was there. So I, while I was there... <laughs> you must have been tops at your job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no one watched it more than I did. <laughs> but uh, I read every John Grisham book and every Michael Crichton book and every like uh, the Stephen King books that I hadn't read already while I was mm. there. So I kind of went through all of them. And one of my favorite, I think... Lots of nursing home residents died. Yeah, I hope, through I, lack I hope of, no prospective they, employers are listening to You were there just to make sure yep. the place didn't burn down? Yeah, everyone was asleep. I yeah. had one interaction with one person once in the entire year. Oh, Everything wow. else, it was just... Reading and you it's had a pretty dope there. job. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, but until uh, I got fired <laughs> <laughs> for watching TV, no, no, no. <laughs> he earned this firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> but now, didn't um, didn't this the firm and the client all come out like, in the all chamber? At the same time? Chamber was right up there too. Mm-hmm. He. John Grisham was like Stephen King at the point that when he was pumping books out, people were just buying them right afterwards mm-hmm. because they all made great movies. If, if you liked the types of books he was yeah. writing, you were yeah. going to like They're all good. Type. Right. All four of those movies, you like one of them, usually you like all four of those mm-hmm. movies. Uh, just to name four because there's more than that. There's Runaway Jury. I love that. I love the genre. The Firm that. is one of my top 50 movies and it's definitely my favorite John Grisham uh, movie, but The Pelican Brief was a really great one. So what was going on in Pelican yeah, I'm Brief? I'm trying to remember what the case was he's about. gonna tell you if well, you just i'll, I'll be lay it patient. out for you there man i'll lay it out for you <laughs> <laughs> ease back on the rock that's what i'm we're saying we're in control here <laughs> justin I, I know your picture is forefront but damn <laughs> no we uh in the pelican brief you've got a law student played by julia roberts and she's actually has a relationship with one of her teachers which is sam shepherd and uh what's going on is in the news two uh, Supreme Court justice were mysteriously murdered. And she has this kind of theory that she puts together of why it happens and she does all this research and she puts together and it's called the Pelican Brief. And uh, Sam Shepard is reading it and he knows there's something here. So he gives it to John Hurd, his his good friend John Hurd. John Hurd's the dad. Shouldn't from, have done it. No, it wasn't John Hurd that did anything. Uh, John Hurd... Well, it kind of actually did come back to John Hurd. But John Hurd's the dad from Home Alone. The problem with this, John Hurd ended up sharing it with a couple other people that he shouldn't have shared it with. Didn't right. think it was something that he couldn't share it with and everything. And so shortly on in the movie, and uh, Denzel's role is he's like the uh, he's the head reporter for the Washington like Herald. And his boss is John Lithgow. And he's kind of just working around to hear these stories and everything. And it doesn't... It, he doesn't come into the movie until something really bad happens with Julia Roberts. So Julia Roberts is out with Sam Shepard, and they're having drinks. They go back. He, he wants to go one place, and she wants to go another. So he gets in his car, starts the thing off, and boom, his car explosion. Okay. Blows up completely. And what's great about John Grisham's movies is the majority of the movies is a group of like 10 to 12 
uh, ex kind of CIA characters that are working for the mob or working for the government or whoever it is try to hunt down a specific character. In the client, they were all looking for the kid. Mm-hmm. In the firm, they were all looking for Mitch. And uh, not as much in the chamber. Um, but uh, Time to Kill, we didn't even mention Time to Kill in that group of Oh, movies, yeah, that's you know? right. Uh, so they're all looking for Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts has to go like crazy undercover. And at first... Uh, and I forget one of the best people. She in this stands movie. out too. She does. Yeah. She well, <laughs> she bit. she changes her outfit. She's still beautiful, but she's goes from like long auburn hair to like short kind of dark hair. And she's holding up in like uh, hotels and everything, and she's trying to do research as she's doing it. And she, the more and more she's doing research, she realizes that the current administration, who's uh, we get to see Tony Goldwind and uh, I think uh, I can't remember who plays the president. He was the guy from Graced American Hero, you know, the guy that helped mm-hmm. William Cat. Yeah, yeah. He was the president in this. And it, it goes all the way to the top. This is what this is very topical because it seems like something this current administration would do. <laughs> and <What>? basically <laughs> they're they're killing Supreme Court justices so the current president could put ones that are, are that he wants in there. Because you know it's a lifelong if position. If he could get away with it, he would do it. Yeah. I mean you realize it's a lifelong position, so if you get somebody in there for the Supreme Court, they ain't leaving unless they die or they have a mysterious car explosion that kills them. So it's like this crazy information that she shouldn't know one of the best roles in this movie was done by stanley tucci stanley tucci played the assassin in this movie that would go to a hotel he would knock on the door someone would pull a throw a manila envelope underneath and he would go to the next room and he'd look at who his target is and we saw him go through it and he was like a master disguise he was basically the jackal yeah and he's he's taking pieces of his hair off he's putting mustaches on he was good he he goes in and he kills John Hurd in his hotel room and then ends up finding out that John Hurd was supposed to meet Julia Roberts down by the water in New Orleans and he's supposed to wear a red hat and uh, he goes in there with uh, Julia Roberts and he's about to kill Julia Roberts and then he gets shot by some mysterious person. So it's like this crazy cat and mouse game. It's it's what I loved about The Firm when you when he's on that like uh, trolley car, uh, the cable car, and he's getting off and the other guy's getting on. It, it's just great cat and mouse type stuff kind of mixed in with this really next level law type stuff because the guy who wrote the book was a lawyer, you know, so he knew it better than like anybody uh, so Denzel was great. It was the first time that him and uh, Julia Roberts had worked together. I'm sure, if they worked together anymore after that, we'll I, say I don't yes. <laughs> both of them are pretty particular with the roles they take on. So I don't think she had done another one with them. But yeah, it was fabulous. Really great movie, man. All, All right, right, Justin, what you got? Going 1989's Glory. Oh, he's going to the other, the other big dog. Yeah. No, this is one of him the best supporting actor role, man. This is a great movie. He deserved it. It's a difficult movie at times. Filled with amazing, amazing a- actors. Andre Brewer, when he was super young, was great in this movie. Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Elway. Who else was? Uh, Morgan fed? Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was amazing in this movie. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what was going on? So it was definitely Civil War. That yeah, was the kind of era. It was about the... Um, first, first Black, re- black Regiment. Regiment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Massachusetts. From my yeah, home Massachusetts. State. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Massachusetts has always been pretty progressive, and I've been thrilled for that. So, that's sort, basic- sort of <laughs> uh, more, more so than a lot. More so than a lot. Yeah. So let's see. Carrie Ells is he's Matthew Broderick's kind of Carrie Elway. Elway, yeah, yeah. 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 He's kind of Matthew Broderick's friend. Yeah. Um, and Matthew Broderick is you know kind of privileged white guy yeah. 
who doesn't really have to enlist at yeah. this point. He chooses to enlist, mm-hmm. right? They offered it to him, though, too. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Andre Brewer was more that. You know, Andre Brewer wanted to fight and thought he might get some sort of... He, he wasn't really looking for preferential treatment, but he was kind of hoping that he wouldn't be treated like shit like everyone else was. Right, and yeah. He, I, I think if he had gone back, Andre Brewer probably would have stayed in Massachusetts. Yeah, uh, for sure. He did he didn't this think. was like the first time we saw him in anything, man, and he was really, really good in this. Oh movie. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Him and Denzel's, you know, yeah, paradigm both, in the. It's true. Yeah, I mean, Denzel was the pissed off one. Yeah, he yeah. was pissed yeah. off. You know that the scene where they were demanding shoes, you know, and it, that was like a big scene get, in the movie. Oh, they that's right. Yeah. They weren't yeah. getting paid the same either. Yeah, they're not getting paid the same. And his big speech, he said, you know, black guys can take bullets as much as a white guy and get paid less for doing it. Yeah. You know, so why are we being treated like shit? You know, we want shoes. Yeah. It's not like a horrible request. Yeah, and hey, we're willing not fight for you. I mean, they ultimately, at the end of the movie, they were asked to give the biggest sacrifice. I mean, yeah, they first. That was the first big battle. I think I want to say is the attack on Fort Sumter. Oh, that that storming and on the, the first beach wave, with that music that going first on. Wave so good, of, man. The first wave is always going to be the heaviest casualties because yeah. that's they've been entrenched in this fort. Yeah, like who wants to invade the fort? Like yeah. a lot of those war movies, I think my favorite stuff is the camaraderie mm-hmm. that doesn't start out that way. You know, there's a lot of yeah, butting yeah. heads. Denzel and Andre keep butting heads over because they were two totally different types of people. You know, it's like two people went out of the same house and one went one way and one went the other and their lives completely different. One of them was a servant for the white people up, yeah. up uh, in like uh, Massachusetts, uh, Andre yeah. Brewer. I mean, then, Platoon was basically that. Yeah, you know, they kind the of... Just the rednecks and the, and the stoners. But they had that scene you know when they were all by the fire and they were kind of singing together yeah. and clapping together where each of them came up and they started talking and that's mm-hmm. when Denzel kind of really fell into the group a little bit more but it was also what was great about was watching Matthew Broderick's through his great. eyes yeah, of great. what the other people are doing like when they went into that one town and that one redneck uh, prick general who had his own platoon was letting people just pillage and rape whoever the mm. fuck he wanted right. and Matthew Broderick's like what the hell is going on here man yeah. it, it was difficult to watch that scene what was yeah. your favorite thing from it um, I mean, not that it's my favorite, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, With the raping, the pillaging, yeah, Jesus, no, what do you um, think? The whipping? The yeah, whipping yeah. scene, just because it's, I mean, Denzel's... That's a, Denzel's, his Oscar-worthy performance. Yeah, I mean, his whole, like... He doesn't win the Oscar without that Yeah, scene. Oh, God, man, you know, and, like, the whole thing was just, like, he just... He wrote did, that in himself. Yeah, that. he just didn't want to give them the satisfaction of, like, hearing him scream. And he just, you know, fucking stayed there silent and, like, just that tear streaming down his oh, yeah. eye. Like, God, dude, such a memorable yeah. scene. It is, it is powerful as hell, man. Yeah. Was there any particular scene? Because um, you're a huge uh, I am, fan of the but, subject but matter But the scene anyways. that I'm thinking of, I could possibly be a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to hear my theory? Oh, I, yeah, go for it. it. We'll it, play it off. It's the one when the, uh, somebody was a really good shot, and then they, it was they like... They took a handgun out and they're like, yep. do, do it under fire. Yeah. Like he had the gun and he fired. Yeah. He's like, you go faster, you yeah. go faster. And he's like fumbling. And he's like, people yeah. don't understand. He eventually just stopped yeah. holding a part yeah. of flint in his mouth and everything. And yeah. he was scared. Yeah. yeah. That guy I was mean, scared, that actor. Firing a weapon and then charging at someone trying to take their life as they're trying to take yours is two different things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have often wondered what our, both our both our grandparents were in the in World War Two, and our, and dad, our dad was, was in, in Vietnam. Vietnam, and I often wondered what kind of soldier I would be. Like, would I be the one that stayed back, hung a little bit back, and cowered down, or would I be the dude running up the middle? 
Yeah. I beat Kevin Costner and Hatfield McCoys. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. It, it, it was a powerful, and it's one of those, anytime you do a war movie like that, and especially this one, where there is still that we're all going to march in a line, you know? We're all going to, until that scene at the at the beach where they just went off freaking crazy and running down the beach, it was that walking down the line, cannonballs coming and taking people's legs off and the, the musket Cannonball balls. coming. Yeah, those musket <laughs> Cannonballs uh, that would immediately, like, break bones when they're... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the mini balls, I mean, yeah. Imagine being a medic during the oh, Civil War. It's yeah. got to be, like, the Laudanum worst and a saw. That's yeah. the only two things you have. Yeah, yeah. You got gangrene. Smell that leg over there. Yeah. You got that gangrene. Is it saw the cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, was it uh, Gettysburg? I yeah. went to Gettysburg and went to, like, the museum there and, yeah. like, saw... You know, all the artifacts and, like, yeah. the size of the musket balls. I remember they found two that had collided. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was I think really I'd cool. seen that. I saw that image. It was yeah. really neat. Even um, remember the Titans had that scene where the, he ran the football team to the cemetery at Gettysburg to yeah. kind of explain to him what oh, wow. was going on, you know? Because it, it was a struggle. Yeah. And people had to come together and fight as one, you know? Those guys, and that was trying what he was trying to kind of... Uh, teach these kids yeah. but it, it was phenomenal man yeah. it was really good it's, it's those types of movies should never fall out of the kind of public conscious because they need to be more now more than ever yeah people absolutely. need to put out these movies to be like apparently uh you people have forgotten what we were fighting against now horrible this shit the, was. Um, yeah. it, the gods and generals and gettysburg both good movies are incredible i it, it just blows my mind i like gettysburg slightly more than gods and people Jones, but i like them both the people, how they were just facing each other across the field and just yeah. kept shooting. Sometimes until friends. Someone stopped. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. friends. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. Great movie though. All right, Dave, what you got? All right, you probably have to help me with this one. <laughs> we're getting towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Crimson Tide. Ah. Oh, Sub- submarine Tide, movie, right? Tony Scott submarine mm. movie with uh, the great with Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman. Yep. and eight million other people. Yeah. And let's just tech for a second. So we've got uh, Viggo Mortensen. James Gandolfini, Ricky Schroeder, uh, damn, who else? Uh, that George D'Souza guy who is the main guy on the bridge, uh, mm-hmm. who was kind of the right-hand man yeah. of uh, Gene Hackman. And, uh, yeah. So basically, doesn't Denzel Washington take control of the submarine after At Gene Hackman doesn't do something right? So what actually happens so, is I'm gonna let Paul he's going to be the uh, first... <laughs> He's like the first officer, yeah. Denzel, and he's right under Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman has a way of doing things, and there you could tell early on that his way of doing things was pretty kind of rough. There was a fire that broke out in the galley at one point, and Gene Hackman thought it would be smart to run a, a missile drill at that point, just because, because very similar to that guy shooting next to that guy's head, yeah. sometimes chaos happens right. during an, uh, a situation. You got to know how to put a fire out. So they, there's two different uh kind of train of thoughts here because denzel's like these people are in danger we have to you could run it but you could run it after the fire was contained and then gene hagman's like fuck no that's exactly when we should run it so right then you you almost can see both sides you almost see both sides so something happens they get an emergency action message coming to them and it was also uh they were on this boat because tensions had risen with uh, with Russia. It was and they during had to, the and they 80s. were putting them down there to go to a certain spot in case something went wrong and they need them there uh, to actually. So it was tensions were like boiling over at this point. So at one point, this message came across, and something happened and they lost contact. So they got a partial message. 
and the partial message says go to this point and launch something and you didn't know what it was you didn't know if it was going to launch uh uh, well, no. At first, remember it was that message. No, I know, I know. And then after that, they got another message, and that's when it got uh, splintered. So you couldn't tell if it was the the second message that didn't come through, if it was confirming that first one, or if it was calling it away from it. So all Denzel wanted to do was go to Periscope de- depth, so they could confirm what the message was. Mm-hmm. And Gene Hackman's like, no, this message came. Uh, there's certain you rules. Double check of, those you, messages. Yeah, but there's certain <laughs> rules. He says if we if a message doesn't come through like that you got to go with the first message no matter what we could be at nuclear war right now and missiles can be in the air and we need to launch right now and denzel's like no we can't do that we can't this is too important to do that so denzel and him kind of came into each other's faces when gene hackman slapped the shit out of him Mm -hmm. and denzel's like uh uh he tells the guard there he says you take the captain and you put him in his room i am taking control of the ship and uh, the people so, behind the people on the uh, bridge said, you know, Denzel's in the right. He can do that if he wants. Right. And so that's what they do. You know, they br- bring Gene Hackman to the to his room. But that's when shit starts getting real, man. Because in like most cases, the, the allegiance is probably the allegiance captain, is already right? there. It's similar to Remember the Titans. Half mm-hmm. of them were Will Pat, and half of them were kind of Denzel. And this Bigger Denzel had a <laughs> Denzel had a lot of friends on board. You know, he had Viggo Mortensen was a good friend of him, and a couple of the other people. And then uh, George D'Souza and a bunch of the other people were on Gene Hackman's side, including James Gandolfini. Plus, he was on the side of not nuking people. Yeah, thank so. you. Well, Denzel, <laughs> Denzel was. Yeah, not, not that's Gene what I mean. Hackman. No, Denzel. But at some point, they put a tiny kind of group together, and they rescue Gene Hackman from his room. They go to the uh, uh, the bridge, and they take back control yeah. from Denzel Washington. And so at that point, it's just like one person against the whole group, man. It ends up coming down to one of the most important person being Viggo Mortensen because Viggo Mortensen is the only one who knows the missile codes to actually launch it. They got the key, He's got the keys, mm-hmm. but he needs Vigo's to be able to do it. And at one point, like, Gandolfini has a gun to Vigo's yeah. head and says, I will blow your head off. And at some point, he's... He's like, you're going to have to do it, man. He says, I'm not doing it. And it was this really intense, intense movie, man. Do you remember how intense the music was mm-hmm. in this movie? And it went down to the last, like, second. And then during this whole thing, I mean, they're doing this crazy kind of squabbling on this submarine. And uh, at. Which, if you like those movies, oh, you it's, eat. It's and one there's, of the best there's only like ever. 12 or. 15 of them out there. That's so. true. Yeah. 12 or 15 good ones. Good and, ones. Uh, Red October is right up there, but yep. the difference between Red October was a lot slower than this. This was. was an action-ass movie. Yeah, yeah. Until the end. Uh, Red October was pretty action-packed at the end. But uh, this thing through the whole thing was great, and it even went down to kind of the court-martial hearings where Jason Robard was like the uh, the admiral and everything, and uh, it, it was such a phenomenal movie. Good pick. And thank you. I appreciate. I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, so. it is a really good movie, man. All right, a couple left on here. I am gonna go with 1995's Virtuosity. This was a great movie. I was working at the video store when this came out, so I was a huge fan of this. Do you remember this movie? It's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, right? Yep. Yeah. Russell Crowe. That's uh, yeah. That was the first time they worked together. I didn't even kind of put that together that they went on to do American Gangster yeah. later in their uh, careers because Virtuosity was really good. Me and Dave watched this a couple weeks ago, 
and uh, it wasn't the most fabulous movie, at, uh, but it was it I was still the, really good. You know, I the special the effects were being very Lawnmower Man. Yeah, yeah. It was directed by Lawnmower <laughs> Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. really funny. <laughs> he really likes that. He really likes that, that realm. Shit. Yeah, that the uh, but that shit was the computers back out. in the day. Uh, absolutely. You know? like, it was so awesome. what was actually going like on the in this movie is <laughs> in the future they've created this computer program where they have created a kind of mesh of every serial killer horrible person like it's like 70 different people yeah that project should have gotten shot down i don't know man it's like well do you really think we should be bringing all this personality yeah what are we gonna learn so it's all russell crowe russell crowe is all these people and they show the list at some point you're seeing like hitler yeah and they put hitler in this guy i mean he put uh bundy and son of sam and all these different things and what john gacy and what the idea was it was going to be a simulation where they hadn't quite got to putting cops in there they put them in situations because a lot of the uh so oh, it was a training exercise. it was a training exercise but the problem with this people were coming out of the training exercise like with heart failure and shit like that and people were dying right so they they were testing it on prisoners yeah <laughs> and denzel washington was one of the prisoners he used to be a cop and something horrible happened That's he was right. thrown yeah. in prison so they were like hey might as well we get the best of both worlds we want to try it on our prisoner but we'll eventually try it on cops let's try it on denzel right and it starts off very interesting where you don't realize it's a simulation. You yeah. know? He's he's running into this Chinese restaurant and he's shooting all these people. You kind of did once you saw the Chinese people weren't reacting to any yeah, of they the weren't gunfire that was coming oh, towards them. You could them. tell that the characters that they, <laughs> in the computer program in the background weren't triggered to be scared or turn uh-huh. around or anything. Yeah. But you could shoot them. Like, they were shooting people's heads off and everything. <laughs> and, and that's where they failed, you know. Russell Crowe in the simulation would always grab someone around the uh, waist and hide behind his head. Yeah. And then Denzel would uh, shoot him and end up shooting like the uh, the owner of the re- Chinese restaurant and he failed it. So they would pull him out and you'd realize that he wasn't this clean cut kind of cop. He was this kind of, he had those like half dreads and he was being escorted into the uh, prison and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a great movie because at some point... Uh, Russell Crowe gets out of the computer program, you know, and now he is like running through the streets, but he also has the ability to still go into other computer programs similar to Shocker. Do you remember how that happened? How he transformed? Well, they... They come up to what's his name from the mummy. The because uh, I remember him in the club in a suit. Yeah, he's wearing like a really bright suit. Oh yeah, the blue the suit. He steals yeah. that suit from somebody at some point, and he like yeah. carries it through this whole action scene so he can wear it in the next scene. Huh. I thought was really interesting. And yeah, in the club scene, he is literally taking people and just shooting them in the head and trying to antagonize. Uh, Denzel Washington through the whole movie. That's what he's doing. He's just antagonizing. Uh, uh, Denzel to come and try to capture him and everything and it was really great do you remember because uh, we watched it a couple weeks ago was there anything in particular that you were fond of in this movie it was the first time we saw Russell Crowe this was very early on in his career when I at that same time period I'm not sure where Quick and the Dead was but it might have been the same probably year. close to I think it. it was close to the same exact year because in that I remember, movie he was just kind of a I mean he was a star in that movie. Oh yeah, he was big was, in that movie. It was an ensemble, but it was one of the we saw Romper Stomper, then Quick and the Dead, and then Virtuosity. Because I remember being at the video store, and my friend John loved Russell Crowe, and this was before anyone knew who he was. I, mean, I like the ending with the tower and him. They remember they had to. Oh yeah, electrocute him. It was the same year. 
Quick and the Dead, 95. Quick and the Dead, 95. Yeah, so this was kind of Russell Crowe's coming out year in this movie. And we had already seen him in Romper Stomper play that insane character. So we knew he could easily, he had those piercing eyes. And when he, he said something kind of menacing, you actually believed it. Uh, it was a fun movie. Like you said, it was it, it was the lawnmower man guy. So he was obsessed with those cheesy ass. Uh, but at, they were cutting edge at the time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, we weren't seeing that type of stuff, but they were very comic booky type of thing and everything but i love these i love those high concept sci-fi kind of concepts back in the 90s another one that comes to mind is like johnny mnemonic same friggin year Mm -hmm. uh, judge dread same year 95 96 there was a big big kind of time for those when did jurassic park come out Jurassic Park was probably, I think, 93 was Jurassic Park. No, it wasn't in, I wasn't in high school, was I? Yeah, I now know. we might have to look it up. That might have been. Like, I'm only saying because that was one of the first times that yeah, this, the animation a couple, started blowing me away. Yeah, I use that as a turning point. Yeah, there's another, the other one is Lord of the Rings because that's when Digital yeah, Fire mm. became uh, available. So that's why that looks so great. 93. 93. Uh-huh. Nailed it. All right. So, yeah, Virtuosity. Find that movie and check it out, man. It's just it's just great to see early Denzel and certainly early Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, and by the way, remind me to show you the video where somebody took the uh, T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. It's funny as And hell. replaced it with Pee Wee Herman. Like riding on his bike uh-huh. behind him. <laughs> like they're avoiding Pee Wee on the bike. It's, it's really, really funny. funny. It's really good. Um, <laughs> remind me to show me. <laughs> Um, so the next one's going to be Two 2012. Two yeah, uh, 2012's Flight. Ah, this was a great movie. Another Robert John Zemeckis. Goodman, uh, Denzel yep. as well. Another one, too. Yeah. Uh, this was Robert Zemeckis, and uh, the great Robert Zemeckis that doesn't do a whole shitload of movies, so I'm glad he came on to do this. Yeah, so uh, Denzel was an airplane pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, he also and, had a little bit of a yeah, substance abuse He liked problem. the sauce, shall <laughs> and, we say. And, and, and the, the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Goodman was his man. He was oh, that my man is oh, John Goodman in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so now let's see. The, he he lands the plane. There's like some kind something of turbulence. Yeah, yeah. Some, something really horrible happens when he's up there and he's drunk. You know, yeah. he he had come there and he had already thrown. I think he threw him out in the the wastebasket of the plane, which was a bonehead fucking move to do. Mm-hmm. And something horrible happened during it, and he realizes that they, they couldn't get. The only way to land it was to land it upside down. Right, yeah. Like, inverted. Yeah. And it, the, the shot of that happening and everything was insane. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one, one of my favorite kind of things from the whole movie is, um, who is it that, uh, who's doing the investigation? It was one of the other actors in the movie. I have to look him up. Yeah. But he was the one that came to him and said, you know, we, oh, Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle was like, we put... 15 other or 20 other airplane pilots in the simulator and tried to have them recreate what you could do and every one of them killed everyone on board right you know so this so little airline was like pulling for him to keep his mouth shut. yeah because he's a hero he is sully in yeah. this in this yeah. instinct yeah. you know even more so than sully because i mean he landing an airplane down. upside down yeah it, it really was an incredible died, shot yeah, people did die, and one of them was the uh, flight attendant, the flight attendant having, and everything. And, that's probably what pushed him over the edge. To, yeah, well, he didn't of, he didn't want to lie. You know, he lied about everything else. He didn't want to like lie about. Yeah, Ke- Kelly Riley was really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Greenwood was really good in this movie. I think he was one of the head of the uh, the airlines. Melissa Leo was really good. A lot of great, great actors that uh, Zemeckis was able to pull ahead here. Yeah, but. I love when he's in the hospital, and that's when John Goodman comes back, comes strolling into the hospital uh-huh. uh, with his like bag of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I got your brother. I'll hook you up. You know. Yeah. And 
<laughs> a lot of that movie because that happened. What the the accident happened in like the first quarter of the movie. Yeah, and then he ends up kind of he ends up teaming up with that one girl who's also got substance abuse problems and everything. A really bad mix that he doesn't need to be with and everything. But a lot of the movie is now being faced with what he's kind of done and can he actually live with it right you know i if no one died it would have been a lot easier of a thing well, to swallow. yeah you, know? you had told me that 10 sober guys couldn't do it yeah i know then i probably would have felt good too yeah. as long as i knew i didn't cause it in the first place yeah right yeah and it had that ending man that you really didn't see coming you, you yeah. weren't sure he was like if before he was, the senate committee or something at, right? at some point he, he just got he got built down so much that he just wanted to to tell it at that point you know yeah. he's just i have to tell the truth you know and it's that great tearful kind of scene where he's before the senate and they never expected i'm sure that him and the press never expected to get the show that they got during that yeah. no one is that candid oh. <laughs> with anything that happens man. but the scene before that to get him ready for that when john goodman came in mm-hmm. that was, oh, he oh. was way too drunk and yeah, and John, I can't remember what, what is he they doing. Gave him oh my ball, god, like, dude! They, he gave him like a fucking cocktail mixture, like you know, weed, heroin, coke. That's like, what he tested. Said, I'm, I'm fucked up right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was so fucked up. John Goodman came over and just gave him like a bunch of uppers and stuff yeah. like that, and like got him on point. And then he was ready to go. How many does he drink? He ain't touched that one yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it was great, and it. What's recently going on, if you guys have been paying attention to the news, there's been like... I've tried not There's been two pilots and a... uh, Within the last three weeks, there's been two pilots and a flight attendant who has been drunk on the plane. I'm more worried about about the... Do you see the video of the... I have about the flight attendant. Yeah, but did you see the video of the flight attendant? Uh -uh. She's like passed out, just in her seat, completely passed out. Oh, wow. uh, Like passengers are going over there and strapping her in and everything. Wow. And they had to take care of her while she was just out of it. Obviously, she was fired Something immediately. Something led up to that. Well, yeah. and then the, the two pilots that were pulled off, that they found them, they actually got on the, one of them got onto the plane, and the other one they noticed at check-through, where he was like, he, he like got out of line. To wow. go, and he was like, I'm not ready to go. And then people had smelled it on him, and they brought him uh, back, and they found out. So those guys are fucked now, man. You fuck your whole career off of that. And yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, that is insane. Plus, you're flying under the influence. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the whole idea, man. The, you don't think of that being a thing. So my question is, why aren't you having everyone, the every pilot blow? Have one of those uh, little blow things. Yeah. You can't start the plane. <laughs> and blow in. Absolutely. I mean, you, we're, you, we laugh about it, but why not have that? There's yeah. no reason. If you if you aren't drunk, then who gives a shit? Blow it. Yeah. It just puts everyone at ease. And if that's what it takes to keep everyone safe, I mean, do it. I don't give a shit. Yep. <laughs> All right. We got one left. We got one left. You oh, might. and you've seen this one. Pew. Have I seen this one? We just Pew. watched it a week ago. <laughs> so I hope you've seen it. The one with John Lithgow. Yeah, Ricochet. <laughs> I love this movie, man. Me and uh, this has ice... Uh, ice tea. Tea in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice tea, ice cube. Together, they're a refreshing summer drink. <laughs> but yes, this is the one with ice tea. Uh, really, really great movie. This was one of me and my cousin's favorite movies from, what was the year on this one? 91, man. This one was so good. And this was Denzel's kind of breakout thing. What do you remember? This? Oh, do you remember anything? I'm, my, the, the scene that I like the most is... That opening scene? Is that opening scene? Because you, you, Do you remember Ricochet at all? That's pretty much the only scene his, I remember. He'd take his clothes off. Yeah. They're, at the, to, they're at the fair he had and he the yeah. And he had a hostage and he's like... The only weapon I have on me right now is useless to you unless you're a pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they, some dude was filming it, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they showed him like 
pulled the gun out of his out of his underwear waistband and like shoot didn't he shoot him like behind his back yeah he did like a behind the back shoot and shot and then it was all over the news shot him right uh john lithgow right in the leg you know and then took him down and basically the whole movie at that point is john lithgow from the point of being in prison obsessed with ruining denzel's life just like remember day one of showing up in the prison and he beats the fuck out oh, of yeah. Jesse Ventura and then he puts up he puts up a big uh, they have this brutal like, like barbarian scene. gladiator scene remember oh yeah they, that's right they when they tie phone books, phone books to him and everything to him and and he like beats the ass out of Jesse Ventura yeah, which in real life Jesse right Ventura Jesse Ventura would kill him <laughs> <laughs> but this was also the first time we saw John Lithgow play a bad guy too you know he's always been that sweet guy I mean mm-hmm. and I always in real life Harry he and writes. Hansen's. Yeah, in real life, he writes children's books and he goes to like library and reads them to kids. Was this so, before uh, Raising Kane? Yeah, it was. It was, and he's he's definitely played this character. Mm-hmm. He played one of the most vicious serial killer I've ever seen in uh, Dexter. Dexter season four. Was insane how much he was BTK basically is what he was playing. But uh, in this movie, yeah, you got to see, and he really had a kind of plan, you know, from that escape. From Who was his little sidekick? He was good. I don't know who he that was guy really was. Good. He was just kind of that like weaselly little yeah. guy that just agreed with him with everything he said. Uh, there's a couple of key scenes in this movie that I love. One of them was the escape from prison. He uh, remember when he is he had this other guy help him escape, and then once they got uh, they got out, he shot this guy that this big guy that helped him in the kneecap and stuck him in the. Uh, it was like the laundry van or something mm-hmm. and put it over the uh, the side of the mountain and it exploded. And the reason he did that is because they w- they would think that bullet in the kneecap was John Lithgow who had got shot in the kneecap earlier in the movie by Denzel. So he wanted everyone to think he was dead. So right. he could just kind of show up out of nowhere and, and systematically destroy Denzel's wife or life. <laughs> but my favorite scene was the scene in the empty swimming pool. It's always my favorite scene. So he ends up snatching... Denzel at some point and he pumps him with so many drugs and you can he's in a weird location at first they don't you don't realize it's an empty swimming pool and because you're seeing this weird they kind of beds. white wall and there's a bed there with a nightstand and everything and there's a camera set up huh. and at some point this girl shows up this prostitute and that's when they show that they're in a pool they show her walk down uh-huh. and from the shallow end all the way to the deep end where they're sitting and basically he's he's out of his mind fucked up uh, but apparently not fucked up enough to not get hard because literally uh, John Lithgow videotapes this woman having uh, sex with Denzel in the bed and he's filming it and he's used his audio from another kind of instance where he recorded Denzel flirting with a waitress. He thought hard about this he retribution. Did. Yeah. To the point where he like live recorded it. Remember mm-hmm. he took the audio from the uh, yeah. from the restaurant and played it while they're having sex. So it looks like Denzel's kind of flirting with this girl while they're having sex and right. then he releases it and Denzel's like that's that's not me well it is me but I was not having sex that with that woman so that was well, another girl I, I was <laughs> having sex with that woman but yeah. and, and it's just driving him nuts yeah. where his wife is ready to lose him and he's losing it in front of his kids and his best friend and his partner is Kevin Pollock who's a great comic relief yeah, in this movie absolutely. and you realize hey, Kevin you ain't gonna make it through this movie no. yeah. this is 91 where every, uh, every cop partner is yeah. gonna get killed yeah. so we did the even research, still today not gonna that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Kevin yeah. <laughs> it was great though to see John Lithgow play that psychopath and uh, Denzel having you in Queens last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I live, live in Queens. Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Got team of monkeys working around the clock to figure that one out. <laughs> uh, 
but it, it really went down to that great scene where Denzel had to go back to Ice-T, you know, go back to his roots because he used to play basketball with Ice-T, and Ice-T kind of went the the level the of crime, dealing, like, the, the crime level where Denzel kind of worked the law angle, and uh, but he needed him at some point to kind of help him kind of bring down John Lithgow, and it ended with that great scene on the tower. It was a huge tower they both had to climb up on, and it's a great scene where John Lithgow took Denzel's arm and shoved it down under oh, yeah. that one kind of spike and everything, and he had to pull it off the arm. And it was, oh, it was so great, man. Yeah. It was intense back in 91, too, to see these great actors going against each other. But it was a good scene, good thing with Denzel to see that kind of watching his life get manipulated. Well, he, he kind of reminds me how he got in Manchurian Candidate. Like, he got, yeah. he kind of got broken down, like... It's true. Kind of wound up, like, in this movie. It's great. It's great seeing the r- range of Denzel, because he doesn't need to show it in every movie he's in, but when you cast him right in a movie where you want him to just go to the depths of sorrow or go to the depths yeah, of anger. Yeah, we're seeing good stuff with him either. Oh, absolutely he'll, not. You know, he'll pick he's, some good products. Like I said, we, we, we left out a bunch of great movies in here. Uh, literally every movie he's done was great. I mean, Devil in the Blue Dress, that heart condition, Insider, Deja Vu, that Fences movie that he just directed with uh, Alfred Woodard was nominated for a slew of Oscars, which I hadn't seen it yet, but I hear he's amazing in it. I mean, he's just amazing in everything. You know, he's one of the, he's that, uh, He's up on the level of, like, Tom Hanks, you know? That's why it's great that they did Philadelphia together. They're two actors that you could plug into everything, and it's going to immediately make that movie better. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's a professional. You know, he's going to show up on set. He's going to know his lines, and he's going to make that movie that much better. And a lot of movies that aren't that fabulous, he just he makes them that much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Always been one of your favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And... What was your favorite movie of anyone on this list that we've talked about? Probably American Gangster or Training Day. That's a hard one. American Gangster. Really? American Gangster is bigger than Training Day for you, huh? Huh. Mine would either be Training Day or Man on Fire. That's a good one. I really like Man on Fire. Yeah, and for me, I would probably say, <laughs> it's funny, it's either all of our like secondary thing is always Training Day. Yeah. For me, it would, always, it would probably be Training Day... Damn, it might be with Dave Training Day and American Gangster. He was yeah. so good in, but I really did love him in Remember the Titans and Flight. Those were two really great ones. Uh, so I can't wait to that Coen Brothers movie. I'm I'm already in for Coen Brothers movie. So just to be able to see Denzel be part of that because he's there's so many actors that haven't been part of the Coen Brothers universe and picking Denzel is a great pick, man. It's it's really great. I. I love listening to him talk about these actors that he's worked with, that he loved working with, or that he can't wait to work with. I just was one that he was super excited to work with in American Gangster. It sucks that he didn't have as big as a role with together other than that one big scene, but that one big scene was good. Uh, yeah. You didn't see the tip jar, Frank? <laughs> 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 oh, God, so good, man. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to all his movies. It, it sucks on his upcoming list. They only list one, man, because there's a lot of these actors. They, they've got the next 10 movies kind of set for what's going to come out next. So. Mm-hmm. And the sooner we get to that movie coming to pre-production, because right now all we have listed in, in the, that Coen Brothers movies is Frances McDermott and Denzel. So. That's a big shocker. Yeah, well, we knew she was going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, she's been in like 10 Coen Brothers movies. The difference between like her... Steve Buscemi will be in it. Oh, yeah. There's, there's certain actors there's that the Coen Brothers love Goodman. to use. Maybe Brolin. Yeah. I would love to see Brolin come back and do it. 
uh, another one because he was in No Country for Old Men. He was perfect in that. Uh, the, yeah, the difference between France McDermott and like these other kind of directors that a lot of times will put their significant other in the thing is France McDermott is next level. I mean, she's going to be fucking phenomenal. You're yeah. stupid not to put her in your mm-hmm. movie because she's that good. That three billboards, man. I need to watch that again. I really enjoyed that. Was that was one of the uh, best things that she had done it's in Woody a long Harrelson time. Was good. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, Sam another Rockwell. great one. Yeah, so that's Denzel, man. We've got... Uh, We've got what do we got coming up in the next couple weeks? So next week we've got prison mm-hmm. movies, yeah. yeah, and then we're gonna temper that with the week after that with a specific type of police movies, <laughs> <laughs> the police academy films. Which I'm not sure does anyone even know about them anymore. If you didn't live through these, we'll see how many. we'll see how many listens. Zero listens. Yeah, yeah, I know because you if you ask like teenagers today what the police academy is, they have no fucking clue. Well, they'll tell you the actual police academy, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> There was comedies about that? Who is this goot guy you keep talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. And I was I went through a run of watching him the other day when my wife was in the room and I was like, You don't get it. I said, These guys are like these guys became celebrities and kind of uh huge because of these movies, but uh a lot of these guys didn't do anything else. You yeah. know? I mean, there's some of those people in that movie you can't name another movie they were in. So it's it's fabulous that they had that you know they were, that little playground to kind they of came play along in. at the right time for that type of movie yep. yeah. and were very endearing to the generation that yeah. saw them originally. Yeah, but you're right. I don't think people. But I don't we'll think talk. We'll talk. We're going to talk about, about them anyways. We've, yeah. We got seven of those movies, so we're going to talk a lot about that. We've got some really exciting coming up now that we've passed our hundred mark and we're already on our way. I've got them picked all the way to 120. So. We're uh, we're on our way to the next wild card, where Dave could duck Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> There's your reminder. That's your reminder. <laughs> Note to self. Dave. Nope. To self. <laughs> but if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, check us out on Facebook or get, send us an email through fascinatedwithfilms at gmail dot com. Uh, you could also give us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. Got that new picture up there. You can see that. Hell yes. Uh, in our Facebook page, just got a, a bunch of new likes. Thanks to Justin. <laughs> yeah, we did. Been creating fake accounts and liking them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Justin. Yeah. Taking the initiative, buddy. Yeah, no. Um, we need I, a thousand before we can start getting sponsors. I've gotten money, so. some uh, some friends in like Sweden yeah. and Norway. Of course. Um, it's always those two countries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Hey, they they like it. Yeah, Dave was going to be on a podcast yesterday, but it didn't. Uh, he had some internet problems. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. Problems. He was on there. He was going to pimp our shit out hardcore, weren't you? No. Oh, <laughs> That's all I was going to do. I was going to take that place over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this podcast? Fascinating with films. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, until next week, and uh, what I say? Next week's prison. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Prison movies. Check us out, man, because there's a lot of great prison movies. So much that I wanted to do a two-parter, but I think we'll, we'll narrow it down for one for now, and then we'll see what happens on episode 280. Maybe we'll, we'll add something after that. So, till next week. See ya. Peace. Bye. My man.